right, let's let's actually get this party started for real. Uh, yeah, so, I guess. We're doing a downtime episode. It's time to relax. Ha ha ha. Who wants to go first? I will. I want to get Grant's pet familiar. Bitchin'. All right. So, Grant, last adventure, you went to a pet store to buy a weasel to fuse it with a hell monster. And while you were there, you saw another weasel, and it had an eye patch, and no one was buying it. All right. Yes, I I walk into the store, and uh, and I go, "Hey, is, is the weasel with the eye patch still here?" Oh my god! Somebody actually wants him. He's adorable. No, like he's great. <sighs> that eye patch is adorable. Like, where did you even get a weasel-sized eye patch? Uh, one of the other employees just handmade it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's you know. People just, you know, they don't want animals with, like, serious injuries like that. No, that's great. It gives him, look, it gives him character, and it's, it's I'm sure he's great. I want he him. might be a pirate cursed by a fairy. <laughs> <laughs> might be a witch who transformed into a weasel and then fucked up the preparation of the untransformation spell. Yeah, y- listen, you need thumbs to get that transformation spell back. <laughs> you turned him into a weasel? <laughs> you were supposed to kill him! <laughs> well, weasels live for like five years. I'm sure that's a reference to something. The Emperor's yeah. New Groove. How do you not... Oh, okay. I haven't seen that in like... I don't it's, know. A it's an amazingly I, good movie. I still know that reference is great. I should watch it again. I have Disney Plus. It's probably on there. I, my favorite part of that is when they're about to go over the waterfall and they're both just fucking <laughs> done at that point that they don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Grant, you are uh, like toured around the uh, pet store to like pick a cage and a bed and mm-hmm. food and all that. And while you're like picking stuff out, other customers come and go. And once you have all your stuff and you're turning back to actually retrieve the weasel, there's a woman at the uh, the little pen where it is. Mm-hmm. And she is actually kind of fussing with it. It's my weasel. I want him. I, I walk in and I go, hey, you like him too? Oh, yeah, he's super cute. He oh, is caught me adorable. With my <laughs> Please. He's, I'm like, yeah, I, I saw him the other day, and I was like, like I had I had things I needed to do, but like I, I decided like right there and then I was going to come back and I was going to come get him. Uh, that, that absolutely makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, don't worry. I'm not, I'm not here to steal him from you. I can't. Okay. I can't have pets anyways. I move around too much for work, but uh, I don't know. I like to. I like small animals, and so I like to come to pet stores sometimes. Just fuss with them. All right. What do you do for work that makes you move around a lot? 
Uh, and she just sort of like waves her hands, her hand dismissively. It's government shit. I can't talk about it. Grant is visibly trying not to know what the fuck she's talking about. Like, like he's immediately government work is like, oh, you move around a lot. Oh, well, it's like, um, okay. Well, Grant's trying not to let that show on his face, but uh, he goes, huh. Little does he know, so, she actually just works for the EPA. Yeah, like, she, like she, she's just a DEA agent, whatever. Um, but like, oh, okay, uh, God. Yeah, I don't, I don't move around quite a lot. Like, I'm. I used to be up in New York. I decided to come down here visit my sister for about a year. It's been a while since I saw her, so. Yeah, right on. Family's pretty important. Yeah. Plus, I mean, I haven't bugged her in forever, so. Sure, sure. I I am pretty well familiar with bothering your siblings. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I stick out my hand to shake her hand. I'm like, uh, Grant. Ashley, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Uh, and then I, I let her play with the weasel some more because she's. It's. It's. Listen, how else do you want me to say it? I. I, I said. Just can't help it. it. Behind. We left it behind last session. We're not doing this okay. anymore. Okay. Last outburst from me. Okay. So I let her play with the weasel some more because <laughs> she's not gonna fucking muted because he. <laughs> One thousand percent can't contain himself. This is true. Um, <laughs> you motherfuckers don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, I I let her I let her uh, spend some more time with him, and then once once she's done, once she decides she's done, I will uh, go up and I will start like filling out the the paperwork or like and buying all the bedding and stuff. His name is one hundred percent going to be Otis. This is Otis now, everybody. Hooray! You can also be we have Odin. a complete set. Yes. Hooray! I don't think we should let him play with Milo, though. I think Milo would hurt him. Well, wait. I could just, I could just slip my coin over his head and give him two armor, so that way he can play with Milo. Armored Weasel is my favorite. <laughs> your solid character. <laughs> Mother- Col- Colin. Yes. Colin, yes. you realize Incoming what you have just done? Three, two, one. <laughs> yes, I do. Okay. I'm I going just... to put protection on my weasel. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> Before you let it play with the kitty. Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay. I didn't. I just want everyone to know I didn't do that one. <laughs> that was all Colin. I didn't even do it on purpose. I swear to God. But yeah, uh, I, I I show him in the little crate, and I go, "All right, you're you're Otis now. This is you're my familiar. We're gonna call, and your name is Otis, and you're gonna be great." Did you just say that in the middle of the pet store? No, I'm saying this like I'm saying this in an area where like either people won't care too much about what like what I'm saying, or I wait until I get home because um. Because, like, I'm not saying that in front of a, what I assume to be a DATA agent. You know, it's always it's always funny to me how you've assumed just, like, everybody would have a huge problem and make tons of assumptions if you said the words, I have a familiar. Like, people are just, like, witches aesthetically. That's a <laughs> thing that exists. Yes. People aren't gonna... 
see some punk dude talking to himself about having a familiar and then make the assumption, oh, monsters are real. <laughs> Still, I mostly just meant outside of the pet store. Yeah. I'm not saying this in front of the DHEA agent, essentially. Sure. And and once you scoop Otis out of the pen to actually mm-hmm. take him up to the counter, uh, she will, like, uh, sort of curve off and start fussing with some puppies. Oh, puppies are great, but I'm here for the weasel. Puppy time. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I take... A- and, and uh, so yeah, I I pay for the the pet, and I put him back in in there. I'm like, let's go home. I'm gonna show you around. You're gonna just like I'll I'll let you walk around a bit before I like you know start fussing all over you. <laughs> I will I will like scratch under his chin a little bit, see if he likes that. He's I mean he's only ever had attention from the pet store employees, so he is very happy for attention. Yeah. So to be perfectly clear, is he a ferret or a weasel? Weasel. Okay. Okay. Exotic pet. Thankfully, Grant took exotic pet proficiency at character <laughs> creation. Let's do the weasel handling. I'm guessing you do something to weasel-proof your painting room. Uh, yeah. He's not gonna. He's he's essentially not gonna be getting in there. I'm gonna make sure that like. He, like, I mean, you fucking do a, a big magic to bar a place <laughs> or a portal to a specific creature. Yes. <laughs> the weasel. Yes. Just set it up so that it's permanent. Mm-hmm. Just you, you do not get to go in here. No, you don't get to go in here. It's very dangerous. You'll eat paint and probably die. Because if I know rodents, they cannot control what they eat. They'll just shove whatever into their mouth. Right. So, where do you put his bed? You put it in your bedroom. Um, I'm gonna like when he when he starts exploring around. I'm gonna see like what area he prefers, and then I'm gonna put his bed there. <laughs> I mean, he, you know, he's just as much your pet as he is my animal. So you okay. can, yeah, you okay. can make a ruling. Where does, oh, he, yeah. where does he decide to hang out? decides to hang out in my room. It's fine. So I'll put, I'll put awesome. his, yeah, I'll put it his bed in like a different corner from mine. He and runs then, in circles on your bed for a little while. Yes, yes. I rub his belly. Rub <laughs> the weasel. And then I start. And then I also does Etsy exist in 2012? I'm pretty sure Etsy exists in 2012. Etsy is eternal, and they will keep fucking up my image search results. <laughs> Forever. Wait, that's Pinterest. Oh, I'm gonna look on Etsy for to see if they have like weasel-sized eye patches in different designs, so that way I can give him, so that way I can give him variety. <laughs> right on. This is it. This is this. This is how I'm going to spoil my pet. I'm going to give him different eye patches. You you might have to hand make some, but you can certainly. Find a few tiny eye patches. Yes, excellent. And then, uh, and then, oh, oh, I should, I know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, huh? Anyway, I did not know that ferrets were illegal to keep as pets in California. Which I can't find anything about weasels, but it doesn't matter. Who cares? Yeah, like it's our world. Whatever. Um, 
I'm gonna take some pictures and I'm gonna send them to Magpie and I'm gonna be like, look, it's Otis! You get exactly 64 exclamation points. <laughs> exactly 64. I'm like, I'm like, he ran circles on my bed, and then I, like, I, I probably would have taken like a video of him running around in circles on my bed and send that to her as well. You get an uncountably large number of heart <laughs> emojis, and then, and then it's, and then a follow-up text saying, "I love him. I want him to come over to play." Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna reply with, um, I'm gonna let him get used to my place first, but he will absolutely come over to play. Yes. <laughs> Good. And then I also uh, put in another, send another text going. Gonna have to uh, research some armor protection for him, for, so that way he can play with Milo and not get hurt. <laughs> I swear to God, you're doing this to me on purpose. Now that one was on purpose. The first, how big the first is Milo, one. anyway. Yeah, how big uh, is Milo? Is Milo is Bobcat sized? Oh, jeez. Wow. The bobcat's actually not much bigger than a house cat. I, yeah, I know that bobcats aren't that much bigger than a house cat, but they're still, they're I mean, still like fairly large house cats. Size. Yeah. They're big kitty cats, but they are not, like, mountain lion size. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, no, no. Does Milo also do that really creepy thing where that bobcats do where they scream like people? <laughs> Lots no. of animals do that. Milo does not scream like people. All right. Eventually, I'm going to send an, uh, another video over uh, to to Magpie of him making his little doot sounds. <laughs> yep. And then I'm going to send. Then I'll finally send a picture to uh, Roxanne because Roxanne would probably be very much less into this than Magpie would be. I'm going to be like, "Hey, guess who got a pet? The answer: It's me." Oh my god. <laughs> I believe you sent a picture of your weasel to your sister. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> my god. <laughs> Grant, whenever I get off work, I'm coming over to your house. <laughs> okay. Your apartment, I guess, actually. Yeah, yeah it's an apartment. Uh, I just give a thumbs up emoji. Okay, we gotta stop here, because if we do any more, Ted Cruz will publicly like this on Twitter. <laughs> Damn it, Abe. God damn it, Abe. Okay, I cannot recover from that fucking... So. The worst part about that is it's like a topical reference, too. Yeah. <laughs> this is 2012. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. I'm slain. I don't tell Steiner, because I don't think Steiner would care. <laughs> and if he yeah. did care, he'd probably think about it, how what to experiment on it. Just be like, cool. All right. Sure. Yeah. Steiner, what's your opinion on weasels? They exist. <laughs> They're small, and I don't want one. They get in the way of lab work. Sounds like responsibility. I don't want it. <laughs> you mean I have to feed it every day? I don't even feed myself every day. <laughs> I have a robot that does that. <laughs> but yes, uh, I guess I also have to make a bigger payment on my apartment now that I have pets. I guess he's going to just charge me cat or dog rates, whichever one. Uh, it's not if you lie. Like small animal rates. Yeah. So probably closer to cat payment. But yeah, I will I will inform the landlord that I now have a pet because I don't want 
because I've seen horrible, horrible posts where they're like, I like they don't pay. I know that they pets are illegal in my apartment, so I'm gonna plan on like leaving the door open at, on a routine and random routine inspection and hope that the cat runs out and get, gets into traffic. And it's like, fuck you. So I'm gonna inform him ahead of time that I have gotten a <laughs> pet before he figures it out. Like plots against getting rid of it and it's uh like in your contract uh your 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 lease agreement that pets are allowed you know just it costs a bit more and it's a mm-hmm. small animal and it's quiet so it's not going to cost you too much more mm-hmm. and you've got monster hunting money so yeah. who gives a fuck yeah I especially, especially now that I'm getting paid actual Ravens money and not just like discount Ravens money. Yeah, uh, I didn't bring this up last time, but when y'all got cut checks for the cockatrice fight, Grant, your check was bigger than it ever has been. Mm-hmm. You're a real boy now, and you got paid real boy money. I got paid real boy money. It's like I, I got can... cut one of those big checks, like <laughs> one of the real boys. <laughs> um, it's like before the the uh, the street art stuff was just to like make sure that I for sure got it on slow months, but now like I don't even need to worry about that. The the street art money can be purely play money now. I'm still gonna do it. Like I actually enjoy doing that, so it's not like I'm gonna stop doing it. Hold on a sec. I need to look something up. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> <laughs> now Grant's going to go to a seafood right now. Is that the same dude who's like my main goal is to pretend, is to blow up and then pretend like and I don't know like nobody. I don't know nobody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same guy. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, for the people uh, at home, just Google Riffraff, $7,000 seafood. You'll, you'll know where we're at. <laughs> I want $7,000 right. of seafood. I want $7,000 of any food. I just want $7,000. Real boys. But yes, uh, I, I guess I guess that's about it. I'm, I guess I'm done now that I've established that I'm paying extra in rent for a small animal, and I've let Roxanne and uh, and Magpie both know that the the weasel has been procured. Bitchin'. All right. Who's next? Um, I'm next. Okay. All right. You're next. I volunteer myself as tribute. Thank you. <laughs> so, I think it's probably more appropriate to do your thing first. Oh, yeah, definitely. Although I could think of a good way to do it afterwards, too. No, um... Uh, up to you. I'm not going to make the decision for you. It's up to you. I'll do my thing first. <sighs> okay. So, um, I guess it's an unassuming day for Roxanne, and she has to do the most important thing of her life. Try to be less useless. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. 
I believe in you. I have no experience in not being useless, so it'll be uh, it'll be an a uh, experience for me too. Uh, actually, you know what? Incredibly in character, Roxanne would probably call Grant for advice on this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, Grant. Uh, uh, I need your advice on something. Okay. Since you're apparently this fucking Casanova I never knew about. Um, I'm not really, but go. I'm just better at this than you, apparently, so go on. Yeah, okay, don't rub it in. Um, <laughs> how do I ask somebody if they want to, like, go get coffee or something? Like, in a quasi-romantic sense. I mean, you just... You just ask them. Just ask them. That doesn't make any sense, though! How can I just ask her? You you go up to her and you're like, Hey, do you want to go get coffee or something? And then she says yes. And then you go from there. Okay, but what if she's not actually into me and you're wrong about this? You you remember... Nobody buys somebody a $2,000 guitar that they're not... When they're not into somebody when they're in the position of... Uh, money that you two are per- currently in. Trust me, she is into you. You maybe yes. she's just nice. Yes, she's nice because she just ask her out. I hang up. <laughs> <laughs> I really had to work in the. Maybe she's just nice. <laughs> uh, I need I need to find the post that's just like. The girl that I hang out with is making dinner for both of us. I think I'm into her, her into her Tumblr. What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> um, Sounds like you're already in a relationship at that point. Yeah, that's the whole idea. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll post it later. Uh, so Roxanne's gonna call Carrie, I guess. So is this like? Do we just is this our is our podcast R-rated or what? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's R-rated. We say fuck all the time. I mean, we did literally just make a dick joke episode. Yeah, like seriously, we just there was two episodes dedicated to dick jokes. We're R-rated. Dick jokes, not for kids. So, Roxanne calls Carrie. Yeah, uh she picks up. Hey, Roxanne, what's up? Hey, um. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> fine. It's going fine. That's good. Um, so I had a weird question. Do you, uh. If you're not busy in the next couple days or anything like that or today even do you want to maybe like go get coffee or something I've just been never mind yeah yes yeah hell yes hell fucking yes let's (laughs) yeah today Uh Cool. When are you, uh, when are you free? I 
can be free in like 30 minutes. Ah, okay. Do you want to meet me there? Do you want me to pick you up? Do you... I'll meet you there. Tell me where. I... I'm going to be really honest with you. I didn't think that far ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Whether that was an in-character statement or not, we'll have to find out. (laughs) We can hand wave it. You find a place. It's a coffee. It's some coffee place that may or may not be secretly a Starbucks, because apparently that's a thing that happens. Wait, for real? There are secret Starbuckses? Uh, there are stores that that are technically Starbuckses, but they, like, take out all the branding and they just, like, use it as, like, a testing ground for things that wouldn't fit at Starbucks. McDonald's does this sometimes, too. Oh, yeah. Huh. Okay, sure. That's weird. <laughs> Capitalism. Capitalism. Capitalism More like crapitalism. I literally was about to say that, you <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so yeah, so you, uh, let's say that it's one of those little, like, you know, sort of hipstery, hole-in-the-wall kind of coffee shops. Are you calling Roxanne some sort of hipster? Bitch, I might be. Are you, are you not? <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. Roxanne's pretty hipstery. Alright, yeah. Uh, you arrive there, and Carrie shows up like mm, five minutes later. Oh, cool. Time for me to time for me to fucking freak out about finding the right the perfect fucking table. Cause, you know, that matters, right? Right. Shit, dude. Outside? Are there, are there tables outside? Is there, like, a fucking patio? Yes, there is. Ah. Table on the patio. Right on. That way she can see me. Yeah. And a lot of these places will have the patios, like, enclosed with a short fence. Yeah. And she will just vault it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit, girl. Vault offense. <laughs> alley oop that shit. Uh, it's, not, hey. it's not tall. It comes up to like your knees. It's still kind of funny though. Uh, hey. Hey, Carrie. You got here fast? Yeah, it's not far from my place. Done saying she just rushed from her house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's just in the middle of a conversation. It's like, nope, gotta go. Uh, <sighs> shit. Um. Well, shit. You want to go in an order then? I guess. Yeah. Let's. I'm not much of a. I'm not much of a coffee drinker, but this just seems like the place to go, right? Sure, sure. It's uh, and she like steals herself for these next few words. Good first date setting. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You're really doing this to me? I'm extremely doing this to you. 
This would be like a 2008 indie movie with like that weird ass hand drawn font, except that this is set in a world where a vampire might eat your neck. <laughs> Roxanne, just the I don't know a few days before was fighting a dragon cockatrice alongside her brother and a mad scientist. I'm an excited scientist, <laughs> an eccentric scientist. <laughs> Who has a chainsaw arm that doubles as a lightning cannon. Who among us, if given the option, would not have a chainsaw arm? I mean, literally not Roxanne. You did ask her if she wanted a robotic leg instead of just curing her petrification. Yeah. I'm Uh, not hearing a lot of no's here, so my point... I'm, I'm thinking very hard about it, is the thing. It doesn't have to be a chainsaw. It could also be, like, a cool sword. Okay, then yes. If if we're giving options here, then yeah. For All sure. Right, let's, let's get back to this other genre of nonsense. Okay. And post your opinions in the comments below. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I guess it would be... Uh, I didn't, like, give you a a weird impression about this, did I? What impression should I be getting about this? (laughs) Roxanne rubs her temples. Um... Okay, I'm gonna be, like, totally honest here. Like, brutally honest about this. Um... Yeah... I totally kind of intended this as like some sort of pseudo date kind of thing. And maybe I should have been more upfront about that. You seem like you might've been into the idea and I was trying to work up the nerve to say it. And I kind of didn't think to say it. And I, I don't know. I would like to suggest one thing. Yeah. We get rid of the pseudo on that. (laughs) Is that in character or out of character? Oh, that was in character. Yeah. Yeah, I... Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I would... You want to go in and get some fucking coffee and hang out out here and we'll call this a date and we'll maybe we'll do something else afterwards. Let's. I think that sounds like a good plan. Shit. Now the hard part. What the fuck am I going to order? <laughs> the hard part wasn't asking the girl out. This was not the hard part. All of this hasn't been the hard. You are killing me. <laughs> <laughs> that was all in character. Grant is in the coffee shop spying on his sister to make sure the date goes well. And he just lost his fucking mind. Skyner <laughs> stands up. Just fuck already. <laughs> no, 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 that, no, 100% now that is the in character. Grant just gets up and leaves. I cannot believe this. Was well, he just wearing fucking uh, Groucho Marx glasses in his <laughs> he's, he's got, he's got a big old nose. On. No, no, he's so he's so 
synonymous with the vest these days that he wasn't wearing the vest. You had no idea who it was. <gasps> he had his hair tucked in so you couldn't see how bright fucking green it is now. <laughs> wearing a baseball cap. Walks back in, slams the head on the head on the table. Is like, I don't even like hats. And walks back out. <laughs> Carrie looks at you, Roxanne, and then looks at the door. Grant just stormed out, and then looks at you and looks at the door, and she says, "Friend of yours?" Um, that was my brother. <laughs> he is. Passionate? Yeah, I kind of called him for advice. <laughs> I see. Later, Roxanne will literally journey through hell, and this will be considered easier and less mortifying. <laughs> the really fucked up part is I don't know how he knew where we were going. Wizard shit. <laughs> Does she say that in character? No, that's that's me, the DM. Making was, a joke. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, wizard shit, wizard shit. Yeah, I was, I was literally going to say like one of my spells I can do is cry on people. So like, I'm gonna be honest. I really don't know what to say after all that. <laughs> uh, Carrie like puts her hands in front of her, fa- like puts her hands together, puts them in front of her face, and closes her eyes for a minute, and then claps and says, "All right, so we're gonna ignore that that just happened and keep, keep going." <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, until uh, tomorrow when I go kick my brother's ass. Yeah. It's fair and legal. <laughs> and no jury on earth would convict me. <laughs> I-, I will be your alibi if it comes down to it. <laughs> I can think of another couple other courts that wouldn't convict me either. <laughs> Yo, that's a deep revenge. Hmm. <laughs> she wouldn't. Oh, hey, you know what? What? We never actually took the scrying spell off of Roxanne's eyes. Ah, uh, I would assume that would have been something that just like yeah, happened did. between then and now. Like, yeah. I guess we can make the claim. Yeah. Just at at some point, Roxanne went over to the safe house and Grant hid in the fucking bathroom until she no, could no, be no. blindfolded. And I, I really out. enjoy the image of like the Queen of the Summer Court just sitting on some sort of fancy ass couch, watching a magic screen <laughs> and eating popcorn while this is happening. <laughs> that bastard. <laughs> I can't believe he interrupted her date like that. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I kind of made it less awkward because you guys are joking around now. So you should be thanking me. I'll say that no. in character when you come. <laughs> no. Bad Harrison. <laughs> okay, so we'll just hand wave this pile of bulls shit. <laughs> yeah. Great, you're still an unknown. Yes. It's fine. Anyways, um, Carrie orders first. She actually orders some tea. Oh, fuck. I hadn't thought about that. Oh, my God. 
that's not in character. This is me. In, <laughs> You're not in, here. I know. No, like, but in real life, I'm just like, this is a disaster. <laughs> You've snuck back in, disguise yourself as one of the baristas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his uh, name tag says Graham. <laughs> He's putting on some sort of weird nasally voice to avoid. Yeah, like it's so, it's so weird. <laughs> And he just, they hang out, and he has to go through the rest of the ship, and he just keeps going and doesn't <laughs> stop, and eventually he ends up in Baltimore somehow. <laughs> oh shit! That's that was it. That's that's the that's how the origin story. There we go. That's some deep cover. <laughs> anyway, Roxanne kind of just picks something at random, honestly. Sure. Because uh, I don't drink coffee, so I really don't know anything about coffee shops. I just get an Americano. I mean, I don't, I don't drink coffee either. When I go to coffee shops, I get tea. I don't drink tea either, so. Uh, okay. You want an iced cold brew coffee? Um, that's pretty basic. I don't know. Get creamer or whatever if you want it in there. A cold brew coffee is going to have, like, none of the acidity you associate with coffee. I 100% think it's way more in character for Roxanne to just order something completely random off of the uh, menu. You go you go up to the counter and uh, Wait, the, no. the barista says, what can I do for you? And you say, surprise me. You get an orange mochaccino. <laughs> is that a meme? Uh, have you not fucking scene Zoolander? No. Okay. I don't get this joke either and I've seen Zoolander. I've seen Zoolander but I hated it so I actively block it out of my brain a lot of uh, Alright, well when this scene's done I'll link you all the relevant thing. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, 100% just uh, surprise me. <laughs> the barista blinks at you for a minute and then pulls out a cup and just writes a bunch of incomprehensible nonsense on it and hands it off to one of the people who actually makes the coffee. What do they do when they look at it? <laughs> Blink at it a little vacantly, too. Like, oh, it's one of these. We get to have fun with this one. Roll tough to drink coffee. <laughs> I actually want you to roll me one d two to see if you like it. On a one, you like it. On a two, you don't. Okay. Hey, you like it? <laughs> <laughs> Roxanne desperately tries not to look surprised when she likes it. Uh, so you two, you know, you sit down to wait for your drinks and Carrie kind of laughs and asks you're not much of a coffee drinker, are you? I'm not much of a think-ahead person either, honestly. But yeah, no, I don't I don't drink coffee very much. I'm starting to get that impression on that first bit. Uh, what can I say? I live in the moment. Don't worry about it. It's endearing. So you wait for a bit, uh, Carrie ordered first, and her drink is simpler, so she gets called up. You know, she goes up and gets it, and then I don't know, like two, three minutes later, you get called up. Um, as you go up, 
there, there's a woman who just retrieved her drink, and you're not paying super close attention because your your brain is being pulled in a thousand directions right now. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. She's not paying super close attention either, and so you two, you know, knock into each other, and her drink spills all over her shirt. Oh shit! Um, oh, f- fuck. Okay. Um. Shit, hey, shit. Uh, let me napkins. Yeah, let me get you some napkins. Sorry. Yeah, the the two of you just frantically try and pat that out. Yeah, I l- look over at Carrie and I give her a look like shit. Sorry. <laughs> she, you know, just smiles at you in the way that says it's fine. Take your time. I, I'm so sorry. I'm not. Uh, I'm a little distracted. Sorry. No, it's fine. I'm distracted, too. It's totally my fault. Uh, how about it's our mutual fault? That's cool. Yeah, sure. That works. Uh, shit. Um, I've got to get my drink and get back to my date. Um, yeah, I'm going to go to the I'm going to go see if I can wash this, wash this out in the bathroom. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just let me know if I need to pay for your dry cleaning or something. I don't want to be an asshole. Okay, bye. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, bye. Good good luck. Yeah. And she does, like, dump her drink in the trash and scurry into the bathroom. Out of character, that was, was, that, was that the same woman that Grant saw met? No, you know what? I'm not going to ask. It probably was. Might be. Okay. So what is my what does my monstrosity of a drink look like? Uh well it's iced number one. Uh so it's in one of the like the see-through containers. That's probably on purpose, because it's quite colorful. Oh shit, is it like a unicorn color? Wait, that th- wasn't a thing in 2012. I don't no, think. that wasn't a thing until like 2016, 2017. Fair enough. I mean, pastel colors existed before 2012. Yeah, food coloring was a thing in 2012. Look, we all know that before uh, Generation Z was invented or whatever the fuck, people didn't dream in color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, sure. And you can barely taste the coffee for how sweet it is. Yeah, this is in character for Roxanne. No wonder she likes it. <laughs> you sit back down with that and Carrie raises her eyebrows and says, wow, alright, they really did surprise you. It's good. It's, you know, it's kind of sweet. May I? Shit, go for it. And she tries it and like blinks and like shakes her head out. Like, whoo, okay, yeah, uh, a little sweet. Okay. Uh, maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe I've just got different taste buds. Whew, sure. <laughs> oh, I feel like just that one sip, I could do anything. Yeah, well, what? Uh, you hold up a sign that says anything, point with a little <laughs> arrow pointing to you. <laughs> Yeah, like what? That sounds way more forceful. 
<laughs> well, I don't want to say run a marathon because that feels a little bit contrived, but something thereabouts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I get that. Um, so, like, not that I don't, like, appreciate it and everything, but why the $2,000 guitar? She, she, gr- like, uh, and puts her head in her hands. <laughs> says, Look, Alex has been giving me shit about this the whole time. Uh, apparently, I just, like, I don't have a good sense of when too much is too much. Like, I didn't, I didn't mean to just, like, blow you out. I just I didn't realize it would be that big of a deal, I guess. I mean, like, I'm not offended or anything. I guess I'm just like I don't know. I guess I'm curious. Never really been like gotten a <laughs> I mean, I guess it was a bet, but I've never gotten like a huge gift or whatever like that. So it's a little odd. And I just, I'm, I'm just dumb. And I was, you are not dumb. Okay. And I was trying to make a good impression and I went too far. I get it. I get it. No, I just, it's not bad. I just wanted to know how you were. Wait, I guess I just wanted to know how you think a little bit. I'll tell you how I don't think in appropriate sets of scale. Uh-huh. Personally, I just don't think. Personally, I just don't. <laughs> Personally. Yeah, well... Maybe I'll make it up for it. I'll have to make it up to you then. And we can do some big passive-aggressive gift-giving thing. And then we'll both be broke. No, I don't want it. (laughs) I want to do normal things. All right. What's a normal thing you want to do then? So she she looks contemplatively at her drink for a while and says, Well, I, I guess movie is the next thing. I haven't done this in a while. Uh, yeah. I guess that's technically true for me, too. Do I want to ask why technically? I've never really been on a date before. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right, sure. I mean, I know enough to know that uh, asking you out to coffee was kind of a cliche, but I thought, what the hell? I'll go with it. Yeah, uh, and it's a cliche for a good reason, I think. Yeah. Uh, Do you actually want to go see a movie, or...? Yeah, let's. Oh, okay. Shit, what's even playing? 2012. (laughs) Is there a way that we can look that up? Uh, It's like, what, April 2012? What is the date? I have it written down in my 
monster roster, I could tell you what this downtime range is. Uh, Titanic's chewing an IMAX. American Pie Reunion. This is going to be taking place between March 21st and April 14th. Badass? Uh, <laughs> uh, obviously. Yes. Um. God. A lot of really nothing, honestly. Go rent a movie, you fucks. Watch <laughs> it at her house. Yeah, like you could go see Titanic in IMAX. There <laughs> yeah, you go. but that has implications. Also, Netflix and Chill hasn't been invented yet. Oh, invent oh, it! Wait, hold on, create between, it now. Between <laughs> what days did you say? March twenty-first and April fourteenth. Technically, Cabin in the Woods came out on April thirteenth. <sighs> okay, so then this has to have happened after your trip to the Deadlands, but sure. I mean. What better reason to think, man, I should really ask that girl out on a date than going to hell. (laughs) Cat's going to have to do some editing and moving around. Nah, it's fine. I don't don't mind a little anachronism. It was a joke answer, but yeah. Cabin in the Woods. That's a movie I've seen. (laughs) It's very good. That's a movie we've all seen. Technically, I like these guys thought I based a lot of the Telltale Hunt off of it, and it's like, no, I'd never seen it before, like three weeks ago. Not a lot. I I thought it was just like just the Area Fifty One thing. Oh, yeah. There's really not a lot that actually came out in the in that range. The Hunter, I know the games, the Raid Redemption, Titanic 3D, and Cabin in the Woods. This is like really the only ones that I've heard of on this list. I might like the first raid. I'm not seeing Redemption, but I doubt that's a movie you want to go to on a first date. Okay, so... who's the one that suggests that they go to a go to a pseudo horror movie? Wait, wait. I have the solution. You take her to Titanic, and if she laughs at the dude hitting the propeller, marry her. <laughs> <laughs> You could take her to Titanic. Yeah, Roxanne suggests it and says we could make this real. We could make this the most normal date possible and go to see the Titanic. Yeah, but it's in 3D and it doesn't work on my eyes. Oh my god! Special eyes. Yeah, you know what? I don't really want to pay extra for 3D anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Cabin in the Woods. Sure, I like horror. We could do a horror movie. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, let's. Uh. Yeah, what the hell? Cool. Roxanne now has to resist, has to like, resist the and be like, that's not what a cockatrice looks like. There's not even a cockatrice in that movie, I don't think. <laughs> I've dealt with bigger snakes. That snake's not that impressive. I could kill that. I could kill that. <laughs> I could kill that. I could kill that if I got my brother to help me. I could kill that if I got my brother and Dr. Steiner to help me. I could kill that on my own. I date that. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. So, Cabin in the Woods is a fun movie. You two have a fun time. 
The crowd yes. cheers when the stoner reappears on the dock. Because it's a great moment. It's so good. It really is. I just... They made the stoner character the most entertaining and best character in that film. Which is a feat. <laughs> yeah, and so as you walk it out, she's like, man, can you imagine if all that shit was real? Like, elder gods and monsters and magic and all that? That'd be wild. Yeah. Roxanne is visibly shaking. <laughs> but, you know, it, it probably wouldn't even be like that if it was real. No, you don't think... How would it feel like then? <laughs> Shit. We just went over this. I don't think. I don't think. <laughs> I don't know. Like, maybe it'd just be like pretty normal. Maybe like, fuck. Maybe there are like monster criminals. Huh. All right, sure. I, I could buy it. Bank robber vampire. I'm into it. Yeah, like, oh, I don't know. Like, shit. There's got to be a, if monsters were real, all right, there'd be like enough of them. They'd have like, I don't know, some sort of fucking society thing going on. Right? Sure, sure, sure. And you can't make your living being a horrible murder monster. Like, I don't know about you, but if I was a vampire, I'd have better things to do than just drink people's blood all the time. I mean, that's like saying you've got better things to do than eat. Like, yeah, that's that's just one part of your day. Exactly. All right. Let's not spend six hours on this date. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down I say for out that. of character. I'm also down for that out of character. <laughs> all right. You two have... A super fun time. It's real good. How do you end the date, Roxanne God. Harrison? Damn you. <laughs> <laughs> um, shit. Well, we both drove in different cars. Yep. I guess I'm not, like, walking to her, to her door or something like that. I'm just gonna, like, walk her to her car door. Yep. You two are probably at, like, the Ontario Mills Mall. That's real close to Corona, so just got a parking lot. Um, I had a real fun time, you know. I'd uh, sorry, this is a little bit of a spontaneous thing. Oh, it was it was good. I've been trying to figure out for a while how to make this happen. Oh, I'm glad that you beat me to it. How long of a while? Five years. <laughs> Not that long. Okay. Okay, fair enough. No, that was to ape. It could be both. She She's like, you know, she, she looks up in that way that people do when they're trying to remember things. And she's like wiggling her head back and forth. And it's like, hmm. I definitely don't watch you sleep. <laughs> I don't want to say the first time you came into my shop to buy an instrument, but it was one of the first few. Was it when I came in to buy that theremin kit? Because, like, I still haven't put that thing together. I keep trying. I keep trying. No, honestly, that made me 
reconsider for a few days. <laughs> but then I decided it was kind of like th- there was an irony level there that I appreciated. Look, oh yeah, I mean, there's only so many noises you can make with a theremin. It's just like woo and we and so many levels between it. <laughs> At least I guess that's how it works because I just never put the damn thing together. You know what? Let's do that next time. Put the theremin together? Yeah. And then like a lot of woo and wee noises. <laughs> God damn it. All right. It's a date. Bitchin'. Probably not uh, this weekend. Or actually, oh, wait, never, never mind. This technically happened afterwards or whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Thanks for, um, thanks for coming out. You know? No, it was great. And then Roxanne blushes a lot and gets really awkward and silent. So, Carrie might not have a good sense of scale, but she does. she's done this more than you have, that is to say, ever at all. And so she's, you know, she's not going to say that she's doing it, but she's going to let you say set the pace. So... She's not going to make a move right now. Yeah. So to just, you know, you you say goodnight, and she gets into her car and leaves. God damn it, Roxanne. You expended all your usefulness just getting to this point. Out of character, I just imagine Grant just rising out of the bushes and like, you should have kissed her, and then sliding back in. <laughs> but no. And then Roxanne didn't kiss the girl. Womp womp. Womp womp. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. You still had a good first date, though. Congratulations. Yeah. I'm doing a really ironic thumbs up. (laughs) Yeah. All right, let's let's change gears. Ha ha ha. Ape. Yo. Are we doing the runaway or are we doing surgery time? Um, uh, let's do surgery time. Otherwise, we're going to have all the lighthearted stuff loaded up. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Okay. Um, so this is set just a couple of days after the cockatrice fight. You've been in and out of the safe house a, a few times to take measurements, because you know you got to make sure it's the correct height, you got to make sure all the dimensions are right. Right. Every, every time you're over, Magpie does a... She calls it a patch, where she will just pump a ton of healing magic into your wound, and just get it to close up that much faster. Excellent. Excellent. So by the the time surgery day rolls around, you're at about, you're back up to like 95%. It's it's sore and it's a big, ugly bruise. Yeah, but there's like not a fist-sized chunk of my torso. Yeah, you're not missing mass anymore. (laughs) So, but you have successfully fabricated the leg. You've got your surgery theater, I guess, prepared. And you're ready to make it happen 
where are we doing this? Um, actually, I was going to ask that. Do they have? I think you mentioned they had like a medical room or something, or did I make that up in my head? I'm afraid you made that up in your head. I think you're thinking of Tabitha's. Uh, uh, I probably thing. am. Yeah, yeah. They do not have an infirmary. They have they have an armory upstairs, and they've got the garage, and that's the long and short of it. Okay, let me think here. Um, I guess it'll have to be the lab. But okay, so one of the things about the lab is it's literally described as you can't. Hold on, where's the dang file? Anyway, one of the things about the lab is that you it's basically unfindable, even if you know where it is. I'm trying to think of how to describe that and make that work. You can't find it without the owners without the owner guiding you to it, essentially. Where is the exact one? Off the grid. Covert and untraceable. So I lead them in. So yeah, I'm trying to figure out how exactly that works. How about in the little building that you've rented? It's You have it furnished, so it looks like a shop from the outside, but it's always closed. Right. Like there's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, even, even when the listed business hours would say that it's open, you have an out-to-lunch sign hung on it. Hmm. So just fucking nobody ever comes in. And you've got some like secret passages hidden behind a very complex set of switches that are like timed and there's a retinal scanner in there somewhere. I want to I want to actually say that I can move the entrance around. But I'm not quite 100% on how that will work, but I really like the idea of it. Yeah, so the you know, there's multiple doors in and you're able to seal all of them but one at your discretion. Yeah, yeah. So, like, one day it's, like, behind a bookshelf. Another day you have to move the desk or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. It just comes barreling out of the ground like Big O. Right. So, <laughs> um, yeah, cutting back to, say, um, I don't suppose you have a medical wing in your hat. Nope. We, have, we just got a whole bunch of, like, weapons and then a closet full of books and talismans and stuff. All right. Um... Well, then, um, well, I guess you'll have to come with me. You see, it's a bit awkward. I've tried to keep this a secret, but, well, just come with me. Uh, Magpie, I guess you have to come, too. We we won't tell anyone if you need us to keep keep it a secret. Well, it's just, I, I don't like, uh, it's... I have reasons to keep it on uh, the down low, as they say. So if you could, um, you know, not mention it to will anyone, that'd be great. And so we'll just do a little fast forward, I guess, to heading into the shop front. Yep. Take you on over to Pasadena. Um, so this is um, a little front I put up. Um, if you would give me one moment and I just, I go out and I check. The two of them offer to like blindfold themselves so you can do whatever access nonsense you have to without them seeing it. Ah, no, that's all right. Uh, You can't get in here without, I am literally the only person who can get in here. Um, I check outside just to make sure 
I have like the windows. I get, I press a button when the windows like tint themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then I do one more quick check on security cameras because of course I have security cameras to make sure there's nobody just walking around outside. And uh, I head over to. Um, Let's say it looks like a door to the bathroom, but there's no... It just... I slide down a little piece of the wall, and I insert... I... I my, okay, let's see how this works. Um, there's a USB drive in one of your fingers. Yes, literally a USB drive. Thank you. And it just just pops in there, and I stand there for a good 10 seconds while... You know, a lot of security handshaking is going on. And the door to the bathroom just kind of slides into the wall, all Star Trek style. Like, it just pops in a little bit and then slides in. It seamless looks like... This, um... Well, I kind of have always wanted to say this. Welcome to my secret lab. You know, I feel like the chainsaw arm should have tipped me off, but... Wow, I really underestimated how deep into this aesthetic you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no idea. Uh, anyways, follow me. Uh, watch your step. Uh, I'm used to them, but it, it, I, I, I've never had anyone else in here before, so um, just keep an eye out for little robots buzzing around your feet. Magpie actually looks excited at the prospects of little robots getting underfoot. Somewhere Roxanne Harris is incredibly jealous. <laughs> and when the when the first one buzzes by, she's like, oh my god, it's so cute. Yes, that one cleans the floors. I know Roombas are a thing now. I had that before they invented Roombas. <laughs> I was before it with a cool. And as you've gotten, like, closer and closer, um, Emery has gotten, like, more and more quiet and more and more, like, visually nervous. They're tapping the heel of their good leg on the ground and they're drumming their fingers against their leg. Hmm. Ah, I understand you're a little nervous. It's... I mean, it's a hell of a thing. But don't worry, it'll be perfectly fine. Yeah, they they nod, um, and then they like they they signal at Magpie, and they actually do like a, a little bit of sign language. Mm-hmm. And Magpie is like, "Oh, right!" And she knocks her head, and she, then she turns to you and says, uh, "Their stutter gets like super super bad the more anxious they get, and they kind of hit a threshold where they just go they can't talk anymore. They kind of go nonverbal. So ah. I'll just." I'll yeah. keep it to yes or no questions. All right. Um, I've set up a clean room over here. Um, everything's parlor, Everything's cleaned down, sanitized. So, well, after you, there's uh So basically, there's a, just a kind of a stainless steel. Um. Well, it's like an it's it's straight up an autopsy table, because that's what he could get. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, yeah, uh, but the whole room is clean. There's surgical tools waiting on the table. There's a lot of towels and lots of cleaners. And there's basically 
It's basically prepped for amateur surgery. Yeah. So, um... I can't put you under. I. That's actually quite dangerous. You have to go to school for a long time to... Well, do any of this. But, um, I can numb if you... you... Give me, if you give me a few minutes, I can get a sleep spell going. If it'd oh, make it easier. Uh, I do have anesthesia. I just localized... I can do that. Whichever's easier for you. Well, I'd probably both would be nice. Actually, that's what they—that's what they do, right? I don't know. I think well, they try to you know numb the general area, and in addition to, I will believe you. I think the sleeping is only because they don't want you like freaking your shit out, which would be pretty fair. Yeah, I help them up to the. I, they should probably, you know, do they wear shorts or what is the t- situation? Uh, th- they'll take their pants off. You know, it's they're they're not going to fuck around with modesty. This is such a huge thing. They they will ten thousand percent drop trow to get this problem solved. Well, that's quite direct, but all right. Um, I put the hospital gown down. Well, I mean, they don't do it immediately. They don't walk into the <laughs> surgery room and immediately disrobe. They're letting you like, walk through it. Fucking do this, chop my leg off, go! <laughs> Just get rid of it! Saw the motherfucker off, Fuck now! It. Hate this thing! Bonesaw <laughs> is ready! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so yeah. Alright, so we're basically prepped. Um, they are up on the table. Uh, I have finishing putting on the tourniquet making sure you know there's not going to be a lot of excess blood loss and uh how far up I forget does the whole it's just under the knee just under the knee okay alright so yeah thinking, do we want to do the joint or do a little bit above the knee which is because Magpie mentioned that if I don't get all of it, it'll just it'll fix absolutely nothing. Yeah, the you have to make the amputation all the way above the yeah. So it'll be above the knee then. Um, so they're still awake at this point. Sure, but right before Magpie puts them to sleep, it's like. Don't worry, I can literally do this with one hand completely missing. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> yeah, uh, they shoot you an extremely nervous <laughs> but very wry smile and nod. And they're under? Uh, yep, Magpie, Magpie, you know, puts her hands on their temples and says, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be here the whole time. I promise I'll make sure nothing will go wrong. And I'll see you when you wake up. And she actually, like, gives them a small kiss on the forehead. And then her hands, like, hum with light blue energy. And then their eyes flutter shut. And they are out. Okay. So, yeah. Well, I guess, first of all, we we do have to do the removal, which is pleasant. Do you want me to roll for this, or are we just acting it out? 
Because I don't want to fuck up and like, oh shit, that was the wrong leg. I don't think we need to do the surgery roll. I think we just need to do the roll for the actual move. Okay. So yeah, basically now Dr. Steiner has a PhD, but he is not a medical doctor, but he picked up a lot of this knowledge out of necessity and he's done this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, His doctorate was in kicking rad science. Yeah. He's, he's done this before and he did it on himself. Doing it on someone else is going to be so much easier because you have like better visual perspective and two hands. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, basically the leg is all, all process. But yeah, the leg's off and he's got the prosthetic out. And it is two specifications. I think we decided on skin tone. Sure. Just trying to make it look natural. More or less natural. Mm-hmm. I do believe you owe me a re- weird roll at some point. Yeah. Just making it look like as it's never going to look like a full leg, but make it look like a uh, prosthesis instead of a combination of magic and mad science. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, so I think we've covered this already, but just because this is now literally happening, I'm going to go over the actual move again. So, I have to roll weird, and a 10 plus, it's a complete success, and you can pick two options from the list. A 7 and a 9, one option, and a miss is disaster. Oh, uh, this is kind of weird. I wanted to bring this up. So the hunter getting this has to sacrifice a luck point. Mm-hmm. Which basically boils this down to both hunters use a luck and they get permanently stronger. You don't have to spend a luck on it, though. Oh, I would never, ever let this not be a complete success. Right, but I, I'm just saying, you know, if you roll a 10, it's, it's not yeah, necessary yeah, yeah. for you to spend a luck. It's just the one who's getting the upgrade. There's like Emery has a luck point, so I'll I'll find a way to work it in. All right. So the, basically, the moves are well. It doesn't really matter because this is more of a custom job. I think I'm just putting off doing the roll because I am nervous. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Rolling for weird. It's an eleven. Hooray! That's an eleven. Hoofa. Surger is a complete success. There's a little. Let's say there's. Well, no, it's because it's not a mixed. No, this is. There's one moment where the tourniquet slips a little bit, and Steiner has to f- frantically reapply it before they bleed out. Uh, Magpie doesn't have to like stay up at their head to keep them asleep. She's able to take actions if you need to tell her to do something, so she could just jump in and get that shit tied back off. Right. Uh, thank you. That was a little. What it? It wouldn't have been disastrous, but it was a uh, not great. Um, it's really weird role playing surgery. It's a little weird. Hey, I just had to role play a date. You can get over yeah. it. Yeah. Me too. Okay. <laughs> conceivably, conceivably, you will go on a date in your lifetime. Okay. And I realize that's Loki, Loki insult wow. when I said it. Rude. But I very much doubt I you will have to breath. perform emergency surgery on a dear <laughs> friend. 
in your secret lab? <laughs> okay, you don't fair. know me. You don't know my life. But yeah, so complete success. Yeah, so you managed to cut the leg off and set it off to the side. And then, um, well, he's not going to leave it on the table, Chloe. <laughs> just leave, just set it to the side, make stock just with the it casualness <laughs> of, you managed to cut the leg off and set it to the side. <laughs> yes, I make a table yeah, lamp out of it. It's a, it's a very clean incision. Magpie works some quick healing magic to just like close the stump up enough that you're not going to have to like wait right. several weeks to yeah. do the second half of the surgery. It's like I'm using super science to attach artificial muscles to real muscles and artificial tendon to real tendon. Yep, hollow out the bones so you can stick the main support bar in there so the marrow can heal around it so it's good and stuck in there right we're doing some deus ex shit except they did ask for this <laughs> i was about to make that fucking joke too so you attach the leg you run some diagnostics on it to make sure that it's all set up correctly and everything seems to be green uh, Magpie keeps them asleep until... Magpie is going, I should say, to keep them asleep until you give the all clear. And you should probably dispose of the lake beforehand. <laughs> what if they want to keep it? <laughs> it's like when you get a tooth pulled. <laughs> no. So, so uh, once you've like got everything put together, Magpie is regarding the amputated leg... And she says, so we we actually do like need to destroy this. Because like I said, the the venom inside of it is still active. And if I take off the spell that is keeping it trapped where it is, it's just gonna start like erupting out of the of the cut. Like a poison volcano and it's going to be bad news for everybody this kind of venom self-replicates there's not a fixed volume of it um it self-replicates to fill its container so it will fill the room does it have to be magically destroyed or fire or what is what is that lie i don't want to say lie Fire should probably do it just fine if you got a fire hot enough. Well, I have to, you know, I, I do forge a lot of metal. Okay, probably have to scrub out your furnace, real, real good. But yeah, uh, that should yeah. work. But eh, I mean, this is the quickest, and I really don't want to throw this in the dumpster and have to explain that. No, that would, I've. You couldn't do that because then I would have to stay by the dumpster forever. <laughs> All right, so yeah. Just... No, you'd only have to stay by the dumpster until the tr until the trash. But no, I wouldn't even have to put it in the furnace. I could just get a bunch of just fucking slag and put it in. I don't know. I whip up a little. Uh, what is even the word I'm looking for? A little like a small metal box, I guess, that's roughly leg-sized, and I just dump the slag over it, and just... There you go. 
Okay, sure. So you're not even going to destroy it. You're just going to trap no, it. No, I mean it's, it's it's slag. It's molten hot. It's just like oh, so you're you're going to melt it with the slag. Okay. Yeah, and that's why I don't have to clean out yeah. my furnace. Okay. All right. Cool. Now, question, because Doctor Steiner is a bit of a mad scientist. Okay. Are you going to take a sample of the venom? He's a mad scientist, but he's not a... He's not an asshole dumb. scientist. He's not a dumb. Yeah, this seems like stuff that... Like, I make robots. This is... This just seems like something that I really don't want to mess with. Okay. Yeah, this seems like playing... Or, this is like... You ever... You ever heard of um, the Demon Core? Mm, um, okay, so I mean, basically... Maybe. In um, when they were building the atomic bomb, uh, there were some a group of scientists whose names escaped me that had um, basically a core of fine uranium, and one of them did what he called tickling the dragon's tail, which he would uh, basically set one half of the core on the other and just like barely keep them from meeting and going super critical. By balancing one on the end of a screwdriver, and he did this uh, as like a—he did this like as a party trick. Jesus Christ! So he did the atomic version of "I'm not touching you." Yes. <laughs> and then one, he, he did this over and over until one time he fucked up and he basically killed them all instantly. Well, not instantly. It took them several days to die, but they were all dead the moment it happened. Jesus Christ. What the fuck? And then we actually learned a lot about how radiation kills people by because one of them had the sense to think, nobody move, mark down where you are. And they basically figured out they basically just like like everyone in that room, I think with the exception of one person, died over the course of the next week. But how far away they were standing when they were hit was you know, well, this is getting morbid so I'm going to stop yeah I get it though yeah I, I get where you're going so basically Siner's looking at this and he's thinking like nope <laughs> this is really bad but the science is really good <laughs> okay so you pour the slag over the leg and it melts under it and it fizzles and pops and once the leg is fully just dissolved away into the just a, a hunk of nonsense you you can actually see a magical circle floating just above the ground it's spinning slowly and it's the same sort of like light blue that a lot of magpie's magic has been so far this is this yours yeah, that's that's what I did to keep it from spreading, and I've had to keep it going this whole time. Huh. That's interesting. It was a bit of a rush job, so I could I couldn't make it right. So I had to stay close by to keep it powered. Otherwise it would break. So Oh, oh, I, okay. And she's like starting to like breathe a little heavy and like getting on board borderline hyperventilating and she's like kind of pale and she's got her hands close to her mouth and she says so I guess I get to 
turn it off now. Oh my god. I I basically kneel down and I put an arm around her shoulder. Not the metal one, the real one. Oh, okay. Um And then the circle just winks out of existence and she just gulps in air. It's Oh my god. Holy shit, I, I didn't even realize how how heavy that was. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> so is, is this like um <sighs> Dragon Ball Z when they would like drop the training weights? <laughs> yeah, she she's been walking around for the last five years with a hundred kilograms strapped to her lungs. Magpie immediately just grows an inch in height. Magpie jump good. And she is she's just like Oh my god. And she turns to you and she she wraps her tiny arms around you and just hugs you super tight. I hug back. Steiner hugs back. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for this. It's least I could do. We should probably go see if we can. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll wake him up. And she goes over, and she puts her hands back on their temples, and then just snaps her fingers, and they, like, jerk, and they blink awake, and they have a perplexed look on their face for a moment. It feels weird, right? You'll get used to it. They they don't say anything at first, and then they, they sit up on the table, and they look down at the leg, and then they reach out and they touch it a few times, and you didn't... Uh, you, I believe you said before that you don't make prosthetics that can feel. Right. I think that was an option, and we decided against it? No, we didn't. Hmm? Uh, that was just something you decided. Oh, yeah, 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 because it would make it way more... It's simpler, more wolf stuff you can jam in there. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, they, they reach out and they touch it uh, a few times. And then they sort of half fall, half slide off the table to the ground on their knees. Okay, easy. Don't try to walk just yet. At least not unaided. And then they, they start like... It's, it's a choking, like... <laughs> And they they look at they look at you and they look at Magpie and then and they tears are rolling down their face and they say it doesn't hurt anymore. <laughs> it doesn't hurt. I reach my hand down and help them stand up. <sighs> and now you are getting your second hug of the day. Okay. <laughs> and all right, okay. Emery's pretty strong, so it's it's not Clara strong, but it's it's a real oh, hug. Okay. The wound, the wound. Ow! Okay. Oh my god! Thank you, thank you so much. Uh, it's it's what I do, apparently. And then they sink back down to their knees, and and they they wrap Magpie in a hug. And they cry together for a while. 
fucking same? No. And, and when I say a while, it's like there there's a good like 10, 15 minutes of just ugly crying okay. on the both yep. of their parts. Steiner's just gonna let them have their moment and start cleaning up, I guess. But eventually they manage to compose themselves enough and uh, they're, you know, they're wiping their tears off on their face. They turn to you and they say, I, I don't know how I could ever thank you for this. Eh, don't worry about it. Don't, it's fine. I got to test out some new things. It's actually it's not the big deal. So, it's going to be a little weird. Um, I'm not going to say you're going to have to relearn to walk, because it is basically just going to respond like your old leg, well before the venom. Um, but it is going to be just kind of like walking on a, a... It's going to be like your leg is asleep, and you are going to have to get used to that, but you will. You will. Um, but yeah... Just um, take it easy. You will have to take these uh, antibiotics while that is a pretty heavy point of infection. But um, everything seems to have gone completely fine. Um, let's go through some basic uh, motors. Let's make sure all everything's working properly. And I guess we'll cut away from there. We're just as we're going through, it's like move your. Like orientation day. Yeah. Um, so let's uh, actually talk real quick about what exactly the new leg can do. Okay, so let's just do this as a rundown because this may come up in the future depending on Colin and Chloe, Chloe's <laughs> brain fart. Chloe's choices. So the choices you can make are a permanent plus one going to the basic move of choice. Permanent one plus one armor value to your body or gain a natural attack from the monstrous playbook. Um, yeah, I think you just said you had those picked out more or less. What you wanted us to do? Uh, I believe we uh, said that we are going to take a um... I think I said we're doing a monstrous move. Okay, so yeah, so the monstrous move, uh, you get a natural attack. Let's see, the natural attacks are magical force. I think is the one you picked. Uh, run through them all. I'm gonna up open the PDFs so I can look at this for myself. Right. Uh, so let's see. 
So you get to pick one of these as one of your options. Base teeth, which is three harm, hand, intimate. Base claws, uh, two harm, hand. Uh, life drain, one harm, intimate, healing. Magical force, one harm, magical close. Add plus one harm to base. Add ignore armor to a base. Add extra range to a base. That's right. We're separate doing plus one harm to a base. Okay. Because you, you had and put some sort of like um, like momentum enhancer in there because Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you've you've seen how they fight now, so you understand that they like to spin. They they get uh, put a lot of centripetal force into their attacks by like doing front flips from standing positions and spinning on they're good. They're I can't say they're good leg anymore because they're both their good leg now. Good leg and gooder leg. <laughs> yeah. So you've you've put some sort of like uh, just force multiplier in there so they can jump higher, spin I faster. I described it as it basically stores excess mo- and then can unleash it at once or something like yeah. that. Some some kind of. Um, motor that gets spinning by uh, just reaction forces. And then they get one other option. Oh, they get two? Yeah, Yeah, because I rolled... Ten uh, plus. Yeah, so they get two. Uh, Ah. I don't think they can pick another natural attack from the monsters. It's a really good leg. It's a really good leg. It's a very good leg. Steiner is good at what he does. Yeah, no kidding. I guess we'll say it's it's effectively going to be a, a plus one to a basic move of choice. Like they're not going to be rolling, but uh, they're they're going to be more composed now because they're they're not like having to try and grit through the constant pain of it. So they would be better at communicating. So certain types of act under pressures and manipulate someone's they would just be better at that now. Yeah. I just realized I've basically done Bionic Commando here. Kinda, yeah. Opposite, but yes. Instead of arm, it's leg. And no dead wives. Well, there was a lady who had a leg. And oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. She basically ran with the leg. Fast. Her husband. I, I think, <laughs> it, I think it was her sister, actually. God, God, I was thinking stupid stuff. I want to play Christ. it. It seems like the. Okay, so Bionic Commando be kind of dumb. And we're all talking. We're talking. This is clarify. We're talking about the sequel that came out in what, like two thousand nine? I want to say something like that. Yeah, that one. Um, yeah. Where they were fucking. Where he had dreads. Um, the plot is dumb as hell, but the gameplay is actually really fun. It seems like the kind of dumb of dumb as hell that I would enjoy, though. The gameplay is you are Spider-Man with a gun. <laughs> that sounds great. All right. All right. So, yeah. So, yeah, they are now bionically enhanced. Hell yeah. We can rebuild them. Make them stronger. <laughs> make them less hurdy. <laughs> Big jumpy. Jump good. The six million dollar <laughs> NB. <laughs> I, I think that's a good spot to switch gears
coming over to Grant now. Grant, mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago, you called your Sifu and asked him for some help on getting the spell formulated to regenerate Emery's fingers. Mm-hmm. And he said that he was actually going to come over to deliver the results of his research to you because he's got something to talk to you about. Yeah, and uh, when he said that, I made sure I did a couple of things before he before he got here. Namely, I got his favorite kind of tea, and I am going to fucking make that for him because I mean it might taste a little different because of the air quality, but like that's just a thing I'm going to do. I'm going to be a good host for my seafood. Get his favorite tea. Uh, find it, you know, maybe probably make him something to eat probably wouldn't be Chinese but probably be something he would actually he would also enjoy because I don't think Grant would know how to cook Chinese food um pizza I mean pizza it's yeah it's not gonna nobody be New York doesn't pizza. like pizza <laughs> no no you know what I got speaking of uh ape saying talking about Babish earlier he did an episode about calzones and now uh, like I'm just Grant has some calzones Hina Sifu. Um, <laughs> calzones and tea. Great combination. Um, but yeah, he's, he's got some calzones. I, uh, he's sure that uh, Hasif, that hoe would like. Um, I mean, that's basically it. Cool. So, yeah, <laughs> you, you... He sends you text messages when he's getting on the plane, when he's getting mm-hmm. off the plane, when he's getting into the taxi. Uh... I would actually offer to pay for, you know, it's, it's a new thing. It's called Uber. If you just download the app, I'll pay for it when you get here. Look at you using these new California methods of transportation. It's Nash. It's a fucking like it. It's an app that you can get anywhere. I'm pretty sure there's people up in New York doing it too. <laughs> he's just busting your chops, and you know that know. he's just busting your chops. I know. I'm not. I, I don't actually te- text that back. I'm just like saying that under my breath as I'm like, I, I fucking New York is probably having it too. Whatever. Fine. All right. So, eventually, sometime mm-hmm. around midday, let's say, yeah, there is a knock at your door. Yep. I answer it, and as soon as I confirm that it is, uh, that it is how I give the a respectful bow and then shake his hand. Yeah. He returns both. All right, I say, come on in. Uh, mind, mind the little mess. Uh, Otis likes to get into things. He's still exploring. I think he shrugs his shoes off as you do, and yep. does Grant wear his shoes indoors? He does, but he will take them off respectfully while Sifu Ho is here. Okay. When you mention Otis, he's like, "You got a pet." I mean, you said that every good wizard needs a uh, needs a familiar, and I and I go and I find Otis and I scoop him up and I'm like, here's mine. Your ass is about to get familiar with <laughs> a weasel, Grant. Listen, look at the eye patch; it's adorable. I couldn't say no. Yeah, you can. It's like this: you say no. <laughs> See, repeat after me. It is very cute. I will cop to that one. Listen to it, dude. Come on, dude. Come on, dude. Dude. 
Come on. Do, 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 do. There you go. There we go. <laughs> he scratches it on the top of its head. Yes. All right. And then I put I put Otis down so that way he can run around some more. Uh, he says, "I was. I'm actually just sort of surprised to see you get a pet. I didn't think that you would." want something quite so I guess it's a small animal so maybe it's not too difficult to move back to New York no no I'm sure I can find a place that uh that'll let small animals there just I'm a little surprised it's it's one of those putting down roots kind of things that I didn't expect from you yeah this guy's coming back with me you're gonna like New York much more, much better than this place, cause Daddy likes. Uh, I want to say Daddy, cause cause I like New York much better than this place. Yes, I do. And then I scratch him under his chin. <laughs> it burbles at you. <laughs> this is much cuter than the last one I I got. Was there another? Um, we kind of shoved him into a monster to turn him into a different monster, and. I'm still not sleeping well after that one, actually. It's kind of fucked up. I mean, messed up. Sorry. 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 No, you don't like the language. Sorry. He looks down the bridge of his nose at you ever so briefly. Anyway, uh, I, I got your favorite. I got the tea that you like. Um, might taste a little different. I've figured out that like the air quality here is different than in New York, so everything tastes a little bit different, but... It's still the tea you like. I will never say no to tea from my favorite student. I knew I was your favorite. He's not here. <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna say yeah, but Jason Jason's not here. So I mean, I guess you're. He uh, John, John, at you. John. I, I always want to call him Jason for some reason. I don't know. I'm tempted to just <laughs> rename him in canon so it stops being a thing. No, no stop. I, I, will call him, I will call him John. John Jason Jingleheimer Schmidt. <laughs> His name definitely isn't my name, too. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I'll pour him a, uh, a cup of tea and then I... And then I also uh, pull the calzone out from the place that I've been kind of keeping it, uh, make, making sure that it stays hot because the you know, calzone. Yeah, I'll pull the calzone out from the calzone. You've you've just got it on like real low heat in the oven. Yeah. And I go, uh, and then I I I actually marked one, um, marked one just ever so slightly with like a knife or something, just like cut cut it open a little bit and I said say okay this knife cut one's mine uh, here's yours so you both you know you eat in sort of in, in an amicable silence it's yeah. the first time when was the last time you actually like hung out with him like I know you graduated six years ago but yeah um, when was the last time you like just chilled out with him I like to go over to his place a lot, mostly because I technically worked there for a little bit. It was under the table and everything. Um, but, uh, so I, I, I went out there to hang out every, like, fairly often, but it was probably a couple of weeks before I had to bounce since I saw him last. So, maybe around Thanksgiving of, uh, 2011. Okay, so it's been like four months since you've yeah. seen each other. Yeah. 
So you eat lunch together in a comfortable silence for a while. He, you know, he asks you, you know, how have you been? How's, uh, how's hunting? Uh, well, I didn't mention the messed up weasel that we had to create in order to fight a cockatrice. And this time I'm not making a, a naughty word. That's literally what we fought last time. Uh, it was crossbred with a dragon. That was fun. He tilts his head at that and looks curious and says, that that doesn't normally happen. No, it doesn't. I'm kind of curious about what's going on with that. And uh, I've, I've been thinking about, about it, but like, I don't know. Um, then... I mean, I, I assume at some point Roxanne told you, but Tarira told her. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, apparently it was a... Uh, it was an experiment or some sort of weapon or something like that. So crossbreeding you know. with a dragon? Who would Spring Court? Yeah, I just, that that sounds like them. They're yeah. as as much as I know them, that's chimeric experiments are very much their wheelhouse. Yeah. Um Oh, I finally went to Oh god, uh I don't remember which one's the green. What? Like, what's the Chinese word for green? Because I did, because I told you that. Uh, it was. I went to the Feywilds. The um. Yeah, it's Lusa. I went to the Lusa. Uh, met met up with the Winter Court. They really like me because of what you know I did. Turns out I'm a bit of a celebrity there. Hmm. Well, it's I, I it's good back. that you've made friends with them. They're they're a scary bunch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, uh, Roxanne, she had to go to the summer court for a favor. They tried spying on her through her eyes. See if they she'd seen me. So that was a fun couple of days trying to figure out how to work around that. I can imagine. I, I assume you did get it resolved, though. Uh, yeah, we, we managed to get that purged out of her fairly quickly, thankfully. She probably... Tarira probably knows, but, I mean, it's better than her just seeing that I'm here now. The longer she thinks I'm still in New York, the safer I am while I'm actually over here, so... By, by the way, I, I haven't gotten really a straight answer. How pissed is Way? I'm sure he's come <sighs> over here trying to find me. Oh, he's been in my shop multiple times. Uh, broke a whole lot of stuff. A whole lot of real old expensive stuff. <sighs> Fucking Christ. Was it insured at least? Everything is. Okay. He's... How can I put this? I don't talk to any ravens very often, but I know a few in some other states. And he's calling around to everyone all the time. Whoever you're working for over here is probably having to tell a whole lot of lies. Yeah, probably. He's also been out of state a lot 
Apparently, people have reported seeing you. Obviously, it's all been false sightings. Thank God. But he's been... I heard he kipped off to Indiana recently. <laughs> Indiana? <laughs> but he's he's been in and out of the state looking for you. And um, it's getting a little bit difficult to hide the collateral damage from monster fights. Because he's going a little bit overboard. That man needs to take up meditation because he his anger is a problem for himself and for the entire city. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the other wizards and I have been talking about maybe having to do something about him. I mean, I wouldn't not be against it. Wouldn't help, but I wouldn't not be against it. Well, we'll we're just waiting to see if he gets worse, and then if he does, we'll start taking action. All right. So, so um, um, yeah. <laughs> you, no, you, you, you go ahead. You go ahead. Managed to say that in perfect <laughs> synchronicity. <laughs> So he's he has a messenger bag slung over his shoulder, mm-hmm. and he takes it off and he undoes the clasp and he rifles through it a bit, and he pulls out a couple sheets of parchment and hands them across the table to you. It says, "So here's what I have on major regeneration." All right. I take a look at them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could tell from you know. You can actually like go back into wherever you're keeping your notes and mm-hmm. compare it to his. Uh, you were definitely on the right track, but there's some like leaps of logic here that you just you you're not you don't know enough theory to have made them. But now that you can see them, you're like, okay, yeah, this this works. This works. All right, and so this that- makes sense. I wouldn't have thought to try it this way, but now it makes perfect sense now that I can see it. Mm-hmm. So basically, Emery, uh, the Emery is basically getting their leg and their fingers back this session. Well, see, there's a problem. Because uh, he he did manage to nail down at least one of the ingredients. And he he is watching your face, waiting for the moment that you find it listed on there. Yeah, because there's there's a little bit of notation about how like because you had mentioned trolls blood. Yeah, there's like a page where he integrated troll blood into his spell work as like mm-hmm. a, a check, and it turns out that for major regeneration, um, using animal components, and you know, I mean animal in like the broad sense. Mm-hmm like the taxonomic sense yes. uh, using that tends to cause complications with integrating other qualities of the animal into the person you're doing the spell on so if you you know, troll's blood would work in theory but then they'd become more troll like yeah they'd get a whole bunch of troll qualities out of it and that's not great no that's not what we want but 
there's no none of these complications from plants. And there is a plant that has stunning um, regenerative capabilities. The the fey name for it is a bunch of long nonsense, but like the the Earthside slang for it is starfish kudzu. Okay, because it just you you cut a piece of it off and it just grows the hell back. Mm-hmm. And let me guess where that's the the only place where that grows. Ah. Uh-huh. I'm like, well, shit. I'm sorry. Well, shoot. Well, shoot. Sorry. 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 Yeah, he was looking over his glasses <laughs> at you, waiting for you to correct yourself. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. That's um. Yeah. That's it's, a real kick in the teeth. It's inconvenient, but I assume you have people who can go get that for you. Yeah, I can probably pull a few favors here and there, or who knows? Maybe they're not mad at Emery and Magpie. Those are the um, the ravens over here, Emery and Magpie. Not sure if you know them. You might know Emery. They said that they were over in um in New York for a while. <sighs> Let me think here. And he closes his eyes and folds his hands across his chest and like taps his foot in thought. I will let him think it through. I, I do not try to give him hints. Uh, Emery. Were they working underway while they were there? I think so. They haven't really gotten it too into it. I just know that they have problems with Way so much so that they requested to come over here. Redhead? Uh, out of character, I don't remember. Out of character, <laughs> Emery has incredibly powerful Irish genes. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, redhead. Yeah, uh, kind of short, kind of wimpy looking, real nervous disposition. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're, uh, yeah, I'm working for them now. And, uh, they've got a gremlin that they can't be more than a hundred yards, hundred feet away. Feet. Hundred feet away from because of uh, some some real bad stuff that went down. Hmm. Although that might be fixed by now. Hmm. I'll have to ask Diner later. <sighs> so, um, that's that's it for that. Do you have any questions about the process while I'm here? Uh, no. It looks like you've got everything pretty well documented. For which I am eternally grateful. Thank you. Always happy to help a former student. And now I believe there is something that you wanted to talk to me about? Yes, yes. Um, And he reaches, you know, he reaches for his teacup and drains it. Just chugs that down. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then says so I've I've been given permission to give you an invitation to a group that I've been part of for about 40 years now 
They are based out of mainland China, the Forbidden City, actually. Oh. So I get to go there every so often. It's a trip. So their their name is the Wuxiaoxia, the Sorcerer Knights. Although that's that's a, an Anglicanized translation. The it's more like it's more like wizard vigilantes. If you want to be completely <laughs> literal about it, the laughter is not in character. I do like, uh, but I love the fact that you're describing them as wizard vigilantes. No, and- okay, so so <laughs> the word yosia uh, mm-hmm. is like traveling vigilante. Is oh damn is what that literally translates to. Damn. Okay. But but it gets uh it gets like romanticized into knights. Well, not not romanticized exactly, but it gets treated. It gets it it gets translated as like knight errant or adventurer. Okay. Like that's the wandering vigilante is the literal translation, but like the sort of meaning of the word is more like knight errant. Okay. All right, I get it. I get it. All right. Yeah. So it's it's sorcerer knights, but literally it's wizard vigilante. <laughs> it says, so this is a group that's been around for a couple hundred years now, and it's quite wide-reaching in its political influence. Its resources are quite great, despite the fact that its membership is quite small. There's only about 35 of us right now. Uh, that's actually the highest it's been in, in I want to say, like, 50 years or so. Definitely the highest it's been since I joined. It's, you really only are able to get in via invitation. And I've been asking on your behalf for a while to have you brought into the fold. And so I, I would like to officially extend the invitation for you to join. You'd have access to all of their knowledge, all of their resources. I'm sensing there's a but. There is a but, and the but is that there there's a very strict hierarchy to the organization. Oh. And I know you're not a fan of that. Yeah, yeah, that's, um... But you would make a great addition to the organization as far as I'm concerned. And we would all benefit from having you, and you would absolutely benefit from being there. You could learn a lot. You could swap information with all the other wizards. We are all wizards in this organization, I should be clear. Okay. Um, I appreciate the offer, and I hope you do not take this as a sign of disrespect, but I'm gonna have to pass. And he leans back in his, in his seat and, like, folds his hands in his lap and taps his thumbs together for a while and says 
I've wanted to ask you for a while, what is your hang-up with authority? I mean, I just, I just think that I work better when I'm not constrained by someone breathing down my neck and telling me what to do and how to do it and when I can do it. Like, if I can just... I can get results better and faster just ignoring all those things. And also, to be fair, the first manager I ever had loved the phrase, if you have time to lean, you have time to clean. It's just annoying as hell. Heck. Heck. Grant, I want to ask you a question, and I want you to think very hard about the answer. Okay. What have you accomplished since you left my tutelage six years ago? Learned how to teleport. He gives you a he gives you a look that says <laughs> like I'm not here to accept jokey answers. No, no, that's not. That wasn't a jokey answer. Like he, like Grant's legitimately putting out. Like he learned how to teleport, which is not a thing that Ho even began to teach him. Um, but he goes, um, I've become a really good detective. Like I've gotten good at finding clues and pl- putting them together and seeing a bigger picture and. Like, I couldn't have done that just with uh, the noose of a boss around my neck. The other day, I found the biggest cock I've ever seen. <laughs> you would not it. Say, hey, please. Um, because. I'm sorry, that physically hurt the hell that. <laughs> That's not what I'm asking, though, Grant. I'm not asking what you've accomplished for yourself, I'm asking what you've accomplished. For others. I mean, I see your point. I, I, I see your point, Sifuho. Instead of giving you a flat no, can I think on it for a bit? He he's been looking real stern at you this whole time and Mm -hmm. now his face relaxes a little bit and says there's no time limit on this invitation thank you thank you I'll think on it long and hard and I will definitely consider swallowing my pride for something bigger than me But just don't be surprised if I call you in a couple of weeks and just say that my answer hasn't changed. And he nods at you without speaking. And then there's a couple of minutes where, like, it's 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 a real awkward silence because neither of you, like, know how to start a conversation after that one. <laughs> So you know they remade Titanic in 3D? It's showing an IMAX? 
I have heard that this is something that's happened, yes. Yeah. What do you think about that whole 3D thing? <laughs> We're gonna smash cut there. <laughs> <laughs> so have you seen Cabin in the Woods? <laughs> <laughs> So, Roxanne. Yeah? It's been a couple of weeks since you were asked by the Sultan Osman to make a journey to the edge of the world and fall off it into Elysia. And you've had all this time to prepare and steal yourself and get ready. And you've decided that today is the day that you will make your first foray into the true Deadlands. Yeah, hooray. You sound precisely as enthusiastic as I expected you to. I mean, I'm not afraid of going to hell. Roxanne's not afraid of going to hell. You've done it more times than the average person. True. Yeah, most people only go there once. Most people uh, never go there because it's not real. There's some people in Michigan that go there fairly often. Religion is for suckers. <laughs> We're all a bunch of smug internet atheists here. God's not real. I don't know. I like the idea of God because I have blame. <laughs> Also, I don't want to be an internet atheist because that would mean I have a micro penis. <laughs> That's Anyways. a very gross reference. <laughs> I hate that I know what it's to. <laughs> I don't know what it's to, and also I don't want to know. You really don't. Okay. You really don't. So, Roxanne, how do you how do you approach this? What I'm gonna put it I'm gonna put this first part in your hands. What do? You've decided that today's the day. Yeah. So, taking into account, like, the advice that Emery gave her, she has uh, picked up a couple of uh, supplies for the trip, I guess. Mostly stuff that she can just carry on her. Just, like, a sleeping bag. A few gallons of water. Yeah, right, right, right. Non-perishables? R- rationed supplies, I guess. Um... Stuff like canned food, but with, like, a can opener and a very small heater, if it becomes necessary. Uh, Mostly things that she can store in her hammer space, but also, like, you know, a backpack to carry things in, if that becomes necessary. Um, A first aid kit. Oh, yeah. If If you make things small enough, you effectively have infinite storage space. Yeah, we never really like established rules for how small they could it had to be, but it's just it's gotta fit in fit in your hand, I guess. Yeah, that's not how I figured it. That actually means that you don't have to like take whole gallons of water. You could just like fill up a shit ton of water balloons. <laughs> <laughs> I mean like I figure a bottle of water would also fit. Yeah, I guess. My idea is more fun, though. 
just bite into this bo- this water balloon and have it explode in your face. How refreshing. <laughs> Rubber gushers. <laughs> just put the whole thing in your mouth and bite down and then spit out the skin. <sighs> Feisty batter witch has got me again. <laughs> <laughs> she obviously doesn't need to find... Uh, Anything to protect her with, self with. Ah, obviously binoculars. Um, so I guess the whole real hangup here is the Sultans have all offered to give her whatever she needs for an entourage. I guess in this case, mm-hmm. yep, up to and including basically any amount of manpower you can ask for, up to and including themselves. Yeah, I think in this case it's probably just better to defer to their wisdom in this case. Because they know the Deadlands better than she does. Exact numbers aren't going to be uh, her forte. She can't be like, I'm going to need exactly 20 people or whatever. Well, I'll I'll tell you right now, one sultan is worth an infinite amount of not sultans. Yeah. (laughs) At least one sultan would be... uh, Plus, that would be nice traveling company. Yeah. Some of them are quite friendly. I haven't met any of the unfriendly ones yet. You might. Oh boy. (laughs) So she's got what she needs to sustain herself. The only thing that remains is, you know, the traveling company, I guess. (laughs) So the thing that I don't really get in this case is like, what is everyone going to do while Roxanne is gone? What do you mean? Like, okay, we're making a leg of the trip, right? Yeah. And Roxanne can't just stay there for multiple legs, so she's going to be able to just go back on her own. But what a anyone that goes with her, what are they going to do? Just wait? Or like leave. Yeah, I suppose. If you want to get real wiki with it, you can angel wings them back to the capital with you. True, true, true. So I guess the real question is just which Sultan should I ask to go with me? That's entirely up to you. I vote the Sultans of Swing. Who would be the Sultan of Swing? Colin, help weigh in here. Hmm. I don't know enough about swing music to really weigh in on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, depending on how you define swing. I feel like Washington probably was a guy who liked to dance. Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay, but... As for Roxanne's choice, it's it's her choice. Who do you want to come with you? You're on pretty good terms with Cleopatra and Osman, and you've kind of hung out with Arthur, and he's real cool. I guess it for this first leg, at the very least, it doesn't necessarily matter who I pick. I think maybe the last leg actually getting to Elysium. Uh, I think the last leg is probably the point where it's like, Okay, am I going to offend somebody if I don't take them with me? (laughs) (laughs) So, how about... uh, Roxanne's going to ask Cleopatra to go with her. Right on. So, Roxanne, you can, you know, show up in the safe house and make the declaration, it is time. I'm going to hell. And I don't know when I'll be back. Has uh, has at this point in time has Emery's uh, leg been fixed yet? 
I'll leave that up to you. Like how how late into the downtime do you want this to be taking place? Because if it's like you got back from the cockatrice, took a day to collect yourself and then set out, then no. But if it's like like a week and a half later, then yeah. Yeah, no, honestly at this point it probably hasn't happened yet. Okay. So yeah, you you're doing this almost immediately then. Yeah, Roxanne uh didn't get scraped up too bad in that last one, other than the getting the whole egg petrification thing. So uh She's just ready to ride. Yeah, better to go now than to wait for something else to crop up. Mm-hmm. Uh that is going to mean Grant, at some point you're going to be asked to house sit so Emery can go get surgery. Okay. Because someone's got to watch the door. Yeah, somebody does have to watch the door. Portal sit. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> I'll, I'll... Hey, I'll bring Otis along and I'll, like, drape the, the pendant over his little neck and he can go play with Milo. Yay! 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 Cute pets. Yeah. I love it when cute things happen. Uh, so when you rock up into the safe house, Claire, it's time. Magpie and Emery both, like, give you hugs. Like, the real sort of, like, solemn comeback okay hugs. Aww. So does Grant. Yeah, I guess, I guess Roxanne probably texts <laughs> Grant and tells him that she's going to hell. <laughs> I mean, I gotta walk. I gotta house it. So that's that's gonna be like oh. a week from now. Okay, but she's gonna be gone for a little while. Yeah, it it very much does make sense that you say goodbye to your sister. You don't get eaten by horrible, horrible undead creatures, please. I like oh, you. Well, I guess if I have to, I won't. Now that it. now that I've told you, you can't do it. Shit. Yeah. I'll have to find some other stupid way to die. I know, right? Fuck me. I think um, pig sludge pits are a stupid way to die, personally. <laughs> That's my favorite stupid way to die. I was thinking I might, like, uh, you know, just, like, keel over randomly. That'd be mm. a pretty dumb way to die. <laughs> On an epic quest and just my heart stops. I was thinking I might just, like, fuck around, ask a girl out on a date, embarrass myself into the literal grave. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to see if I can find out if you actually can die. embarrassment. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Magpie draws you up a door to go through. You are now in the Deadlands. Alright, well... Time to go ask an incredibly old and powerful ghost if they want to go on an adventure with me. Cool, cool. So you can get into the palace. You are just let inside, as always. Yeah. And I'm going to see if uh, Cleopatra is in the throne room or the audience chamber, I guess, throne room area first before I decide to go look for her in her room. She is not in the audience chamber, but if you ask one of the attendant guards if she's even around, you are told that she is back in her private quarters. Alrighty then. 
Can I just fucking knock then? Yeah. There's there's no like door, but you can knock on the threshold. Alrighty then. Knock knock, it's knuckles. <laughs> knock knock. Knock Nick, it's knuckles. Oh hello, knick, I'm Nipples the enchilada. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my mistake. Okay, so you knock on the door to her chambers, and there's only one person it could possibly be, so Cleopatra says, Roxanne, come in, come in. Uh, hi. Hope I'm not interrupting anything. Nothing at all. I was just relaxing a bit after my last sojourn out into the wider world. Ah, I, um... I actually came here today because I was thinking after the last fiasco with the cockatrice, now would be a good time to start the first... Today would be the first, uh... The good day to start the first leg of, uh... The journey to Elysium, I guess. And when I was thinking who I wanted to ask to have my back (laughs) traveling across... The Deadlands, you were the first person to pop into my head. So, here I am, I guess, asking, would you like to... Would you mind accompanying me on a bit of an adventure, I guess? And she's been reclining in one of those, like, huge piles of blankets and pillows in one of the corners of her room. And she, like, unfolds herself out of that onto ground level and says, Roxanne, it would be my honor. I'm glad you said that, because I really didn't expect you to say no. <laughs> come, come. We we have to get an elephant ready. Oh, thank God we're not going to walk. <laughs> not for this one. You've chosen the one with the convenient mode of transit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even consider that in... Uh... Like, who I was picking, I guess? (laughs) Oh, yeah, no. Depending on who you pick, they're going to be pretty significantly different journeys. Oh, boy. Can't wait to go horseback riding with Arthur at one point or something. Oh, I 100% have you plan, have it planned for when, if and when you ask Arthur. Oh, boy. So, she leads you out of the sort of private chamber nexus into the throne room down a corridor. She breaks off down the same corridor that you went down to get to the kennels, but heads down a different route. So you're not going, you're not going to Arthur's kennels this time. You're going to somewhere roughly in the same direction, but uh, it's it's another long series of empty hallways. When you get there, there are a pair of the elephants that you briefly saw previously. They are, again, to refresh you, they are pretty fucking titanic. You could fit an, a, a full-sized apartment building inside their chest. They are that big. And they have sort of like oversized palanquins affixed to the tops of them. And they are, they're not quite skeletal, 
but they're like halfway to emaciated. But it doesn't seem to be like from lack of being fed. The the little meat that is on their bones sits in a way that tells you this is just their natural state. Not from lack of being dead either. Hey oh. <laughs> and their tusks are longer than you are tall and covered in massive spikes. Inviting. They are war elephants, Roxanne. They are not meant to be inviting. I suppose that's fair. Are these elephants that have died and went to the Deadlands, or are these native to the Deadlands, then? No, they're just on vacation. <clears throat> are they imported? They are locally sourced, but in a slightly different manner than the creatures you would normally find out in the wilds. They are Sultan Catherine's work. She is quite something with manipulating not life, but the closest thing to it here. We have to pay them their union. (laughs) (laughs) definitely a mystifying answer. Hopefully someday I'll be able to uh, ask Sultan Catherine about it then. If you ever do talk to her one-on-one, don't let her intimidate you. Oh, but I like being intimidated. Okay. Filing that one under my hat. Roxanne Harrison likes being intimidated by large women. (laughs) (laughs) Noted. (laughs) Uh, So how do you get up on top of these things? I mean, okay, I guess it might not be as much of a problem for you. I just jump, but I do have a ladder up in the palanquin that you can climb? Uh, I mean, I'm pretty strong. I lifted a wind tosser once. Kinda. But I don't really know that my vertical jumping height is that great. You you need a 70-foot vertical leap. I don't know if you have that. Even Griffin McElroy doesn't have a 70-foot vertical leap. We're going to be completely <laughs> honest. He caps out at eight, eight and a half. It's mostly like a joke like, well, I'm pretty good, but I don't think I can jump 70 feet straight into the air. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she will leap up into the palanquin and then just uh, like roll down a... Uh, sort of a rope ladder for you to climb your way up. And as you were doing that, she waves her hand and the big, big, big doors in the back of this place open up. Okay. Um, so I guess, um, I guess actually I brought the whatever, like, maps and whatever that we'd been, that I'd been given, right? Because they let me see those maps, right? They gave you a copy. Right, they gave me a copy, and they have the originals. With the assumption that you would keep it secret. Right. It's probably tucked in her pack, then. Yeah. Also, all the Sultans know the way. 
Yeah, I guess they probably. I guess when you li- when you've lived an astronomical amount of time, you probably get to know the way places are. There aren't that many landmarks to memorize the locations of. Fair enough. So you can scramble up into the elephant. It's quite a climb, but the palanquin is quite comfortable. Lots of like big, plush pillows and blankets. Yeah. I guess when I get up there, not that I'm like afraid of the prospect or anything, but this is a pretty intimidating way to travel. And you are obviously a very intimidating sultan. Is there like anything, I guess I would have to say, stupid enough that would try to attack you while you're in transit, I guess? Unfortunately, more things are that stupid than not. That's fair. Much of the more difficult citizenry of the Deadlands operates purely on instinct. And the instincts tend to be quite blindly destructive. I suppose that's fair enough. About the answer I expected. Well, if it's all the same, I hope we don't need any of it. I want to make a crack about how you've definitely, definitely jinxed the two of you now, but I don't think Cleopatra like knows that jinxing is a thing. Well, I basically do that every session, so... <laughs> So she like issues a verbal command to elephant, just like kind of a it's it's a giddy up, but it's in like a language that died out ages ago, and it gets moving. And as it exits the palace, you hear like you hear bells going off, just sort of like warning, get the fuck out of the way, bells, and. Lots of people clear off, and the elephant turns, and you angle yourself towards... Based on your map, you can tell that's the correct direction. And you get moving. The elephant is slow, but its size evens it out, so you're moving at a pretty fair clip. Awesome. I have a question now that we're traveling, I guess. This is, I guess, an out-of-character but in-character question. Mm-hmm. Roxanne, on a whim, bought a compass. What does the compass do? <laughs> uh, well, a compass points to magnetic... Thank you, Abe. And bizarrely enough, there's no magnetic north here. There is magnetic west, though. <laughs> oh. Uh, the Deadlands doesn't appear to have a magnetosphere. It just kind of angles in whatever way I sort of tilted, I guess, then. Yep. It spins rapidly, and if you take the little cover off, the fan. Amazing. So, you've... I assume you brought, like, a timepiece in so you could keep track of how long you're in here. <laughs> Roxanne just brings her stupid phone. <laughs> it's like... Oh, no satellite data. Oh, no, you're gonna run out of battery. Oh, no. There's no outlets in the Deadlands. I had to actually research how old uh, smartphones were, just because I was like, how old of a smartphone would Roxanne have? And I totally forgot. No, she brought a watch. 
<laughs> yeah. So what, I, what I'm getting at here with the timepiece is that uh, you're able to know that it's at about the... So I should actually wind it, wind that back a little bit. So the, the travel is... It's not uncomfortable. The palanquin you two are in is quite plush. You're, you have very soft things to sit on. But, you know, there's there's no chance to, like, shower or anything unless you want to spend your drinking water on it. You have to ask Cleopatra to just pull the elephant to a stop so you can get out and do your business every so often. Fortunately, you don't have to climb back up every time because you could just teleport back in now that you've been there once. <laughs> I, guess that's, I guess that's true. And Cleopatra doesn't really, like, make conversation. If you make conversation with her, she will respond. But she doesn't... She doesn't know... You, you get the feeling after a while. She doesn't really know how to talk to you, like, socially because you two are just so completely different from each other. She doesn't have good, like, frames of reference to compare her life experience to yours. So she doesn't even really know how to start a conversation. Yeah. I suppose that makes sense. Like, she can't even really think to ask how's the weather, because the weather here is always the same, so it's just never a conversation piece, even ironically. Like, that's how separate her existences from yours. But it's around the fifth day of this travel that uh, you actually sight something coming at you from the distance, and it's actually like six-somethings. Uh, shit. Did I bring a telescope? I think you said, like, just a few minutes ago you brought binoculars. Oh, I did. Okay, you are right. I definitely do remember saying that. I'm going to whip out my binoculars and look at them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a horde of very large barbed insects. They're, they have sort of like wasp-ish profiles, but there's a lot more wings than there should be, and there's a lot more legs than there should be, and they're a lot bigger than they should be. Oh, great. I'm being attacked by six cazadors. I mean, right about. Uh, I guess I'm going to look over to Cleopatra and say, should we be concerned about those? You never know. Maybe they're friendly. We'll be concerned once they get within range. (laughs) Range of what? (laughs) She winks at you and says, in range of me. That's mildly terrifying. (laughs) So... Once these things get to be, like, 200 yards out, she hollers at the elephant, and it comes to a stop, and she vaults out of the palanquin down to ground level. <laughs> I guess Roxanne, not try- trying not to be useless, kind of, like, looks down and is like, I guess I can teleport down there and help? Yeah, you're, you're close enough that it counts as having been there before. Yeah. Yeah, you can teleport down to her side. Yeah. And she actually turns to you and says, I've actually been quite curious how someone of your nature would fight. Well, don't put too much pressure on me. Uh, Usually I use a whip. And Roxanne takes out her whip. 
Yeah, I, I assume you've got that on you. Yeah. Ah, darn it, I forgot it in my other pair of jeans. So, actually, um... So, Roxanne. Yes. So, when you first entered the Deadlands, you your headache started back up, as it always does. Mm-hmm. It's just the, the sort of pressure headache behind your eyes that you've come to associate with being around things from Elysium. And you are around Elysium itself now, and so it's just sort of ever-present here in the Deadlands. That makes sense. And it's been getting very, very steadily worse as you've been traveling. Like, it's it's not one of those things where you notice it minute to minute, but you'll, like, you'll you'll become unaware of the headache for hours at a time just because you get used to it. But then as soon as you remember that it's still there, you notice that it's worse than it was the last time you noticed it. But it's always tiny degrees. But when you draw your whip, the headache changes. It spreads out through your entire body, and it turns from an ache to a warmth. You feel warm under your skin across your entire body. That's not what usually happens. And in fact, your whip is humming slightly. It's not like a vocal humming. It's not like it has a voice. It's not going to demand the things of you, Duck Newton. But it is a... uh, it's, It's like it's vibrating at a frequency that's producing sound. Like he struck a tuning fork. Yeah, precisely. Is it like actually vibrating? Uh, it's it's a subtle enough vibration that it's not like gonna throw off your ability to wield it, but it's enough that it is issuing sound. Oh, <laughs> Roxanne, regard whip fondly. <laughs> so the the ultra wasps close in on the two of you and Cleopatra stomps her foot into the ground and in like a 30 foot radius the ground turns to powder just powder? yeah just like it, it goes from solid earth to granular I hope I'm more than 30 feet away from her then no, you're well there's there's like a, a radius there's like a five foot radius of where this doesn't happen and then between five and thirty feet it does happen oh okay yeah so you're good and then she whips her hands up and the sand that it is now rises into the air and she swirls her hand and it forms up into this sort of loose cloud just behind her Honestly, I really should have expected it to, be, it to be sand. I don't know why I expected something else. It's coarse, it's rough, and it's gonna get everywhere. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> and so the wasps close in, and there's, like I said, there's like six of them, and they sort of break off, you know, half of them harangue you and half of them harangue her. Are they... So they're flying, right? Not running, I guess? 
They are flying, yes, and they are sort of buzzing about. Uh, well, I'm going to lash my whip at one, then. As, right. as, soon, for, as soon as one gets within range, I'm going to lash my whip at it. Roll me kick some ass. Oh, well, I'm actually going to kick some ass during downtime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, okay, don't embarrass yourself in front of Cleopatra. <laughs> Come on, Roxanne. Twelve. Oh, that'll do. Hell yeah. All right. What's your extra effect? Well, since I chose to advance kick some ass when I leveled up a couple chess sessions ago, mm-hmm. my I get to do the advanced thing, I believe, since I rolled a 12. Yep. So my thing is going to be, I'm going to go with your attack inflicts double the normal harm, because that seems thematically appropriate. Right on. All right. So you lash your whip out. And, uh, actually, are you going to split this damage at all? Because it is an area attack. Uh, yeah, I'm going to split it between two of the wasps. So three to, I guess since it's double the damage, it would be three and three. Yep. So you lash your whip out and you you feel like you have maybe a bit more control over it than you normally do. You can sort of put a finer spin on it. And you actually manage to, like, enclose two of them inside a sort of razor sphere. And then you whip it back and the sphere knits down onto them. And it shreds them. And uh, so you've, you've been watching Cleopatra sort of out of the corner of your eye. And when she encircles one of them with some sand and then just, like, crushes it into them... The, the remains leak out of the sand down into the ground is sort of this like black icor and just sink in. When you shred them with your whip, they there's just nothing left. Um, there's no remains to them. Wow, it's never done that before. Would you like to guess out of character what's happening? Uh, I'm going to guess it has something to do with the fact that it, with the fucking tag on my whip that says holy... And the fact that I'm near Elysium? It is It is that, but there's... What's the one move you haven't taken? Oh, it's... Well, one of the two. Fucking Smite. Smite. Smite is active in the Deadlands. Oh, boy. You just... You auto-count as weakness here. Oh... <laughs> the one move I didn't take on purpose. <laughs> yep. And thank you for not taking that on purpose. It kind of sucks. Yeah, it's also the least interesting move, so... Here's the game all about finding out part of... Where part of the game is finding out what the monster's weakness is and doing legwork on trying to get to that. Here's a move that completely ruins that. Exactly. Yeah. That kind of sucks. Um... I might, like, you and I might brainstorm a replacement move so you just don't have a dead thing sitting on your sheet for the whole campaign. Well, I already took all of my uh, extra divine moves, so it really doesn't even matter. Hmm. Whatever. Yeah, okay, so, but yeah, so, for as long as you're fighting in the Deadlands, Smite is online, and you you perma-kill monsters. Or, I guess, as much as you can perma-kill something that is not technically alive, in a sense? 
Right. You can, you, instead of the, like, reducing them down to their base components and they just rejoin the soil to be reincarnated in some other form later, like what Cleopatra's doing, you are just annihilating them. They are, they are turning to free energy, and they will not be coming back in any form. That mildly concerning, in a way, but better things to worry about. So, there's still one more wasp. What is it going to do, then? Or am I just going to try and kill it? It's going to come at you. It's going to attempt to sting you. Oh, shit. It's got that, like, angle on its body where it can have its stinger out as it's flying towards you. It doesn't have to land to sting. Gotcha. And it is coming directly at you right now. What do you do? Oh, shit. You know what? Since I see it coming, I'm going to try and just fucking teleport away with angel wings. Uh, roll me an act under pressure. I can do that. Come on, Roxanne. Be cool, Roxanne, do. Eight. All right. Um, so what it would have been is if you had rolled a 10 plus, you would have gotten a plus to the attack that I'm assuming you're going to make. But for this, you just, you do it. You teleport behind it and it's got to like, it can't turn on a dime because it's a wasp. So it's got to kind of wheel around to face you again. So you've got time to attack it. Back at it again with a whip. I'm going to try and kick its ass then since, uh, I've got the drop on it. How's a 10 do? That's a 10. Hell yeah. <laughs> Come on, Roxanne. Be cool. Be cool. Yeah, I'm just going to go with uh, inflict terrible harm. It doesn't really... I don't know if it really matters, but in this case, that's just what I'm going with. You are able to... You, you strike first, and you strike at a distance. All of its attacks are like hand range. So you just lash out at it, and you cut it in half and it like it dissolves out <laughs> god fucking damn it squares <laughs> it it dissolves into nothingness <laughs> for, for the record I typed into the deep the roll 20 chat Psh, nothing personnel kid <laughs> <sighs> and the wasps are handled Saying you yell at me for shit. <laughs> we all yell at each other. Is that does that make us family? I would think so. Yeah, we're a kind of family. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So, Roxanne, that's me. You have slain the wasps, and Cleopatra looks taken aback. Uh, did I do something wrong? I wasn't aware they could die like that. What, what did you do to them? Well, um... If I'm being perfectly honest, I have no clue. My whip doesn't usually... And she sort of, like, holds her whip up. Like, she's not really sure what to do with it. My whip doesn't usually make noise like this. I've never really, like, taken my whip out while we were in the Deadlands. Maybe it has to do with being here. Something about being in the same plane as Elysium. 
doing something to you? It and myself. I mean, it's... It's... I don't know how to say this exactly. It's... It's my whip. Like, it's... It's my service weapon, I guess. If that uh, turn of phrase makes any sense to you. You two are paired together, then. Yeah. Fascinating. The whip is mine. I'm its, I guess. Well... I suppose we will have plenty of time to further study this phenomenon. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Gosh, it feels like we've been here forever. How far out are we? You've been traveling for about five days, and you've gone, let's say, 500 miles. Mm-hmm. Elephants getting about 100 miles a day, nonstop, or, you know, counting all the stops you're doing. Why couldn't one of the sultans just have a car? <laughs> so, the the two of you can get back on the elephant and resume travel. It carries on. It carries on like that for a good long while. Uh, I will ask, there's 24 days in this downtime session. How long do you want to do this for? Maybe a solid week, because that's about as much time as she can get off. Well, no, 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 no. 24 days. It's been five days, so yeah, a week. A week makes sense. A week more, or a week total? Probably a week total, plus or minus a couple days. Because being gone for a week is a lot of time. Especially because, like, you know, somebody's got to watch the door the whole time. I don't know. What, What makes sense, do you think? I mean, it's it's up to you. It's at your pace. Yeah. Uh, no, a week seems like the most reasonable amount of time to me. Okay. So, after after the fight, you travel for another two days. There's one more encounter, but you two manage to handle it even easier than the wasps. Uh, there was just some, like, weird bunch of moles. Fucked up. Yeah, weird moles. That's what you fought in the second encounter. Weird moles. You fought them off quite handily, and then day seven rolls around, and I guess your your food is starting to run low, and your water is starting to run low. Yeah. And for the the strange smite phenomenon, you are you do notice that like it only really happens when you have your whip out and are ready to fight. Like, if you just take your whip out, nothing really happens, but it's once you get into the headspace of throwing down that the the headache changes to the warmth and your whip begins to sing. That's really strange. But the, yeah, day seven rolls around and you're right about out of food and water. Yeah. Um, I guess I just pick a good time and just say to Cleopatra, so... This was never going to be a single-trip affair, I don't think. I would have been quite surprised if you insisted on it being that way. You do need to eat, and we have no food here. Yeah. Well, I can make my own way home quite easily. (laughs) I'm not really... And I can take things with me, usually. People and things, I should say. I don't really know that I can take an elephant with me. 
she like she fixes you with a knowing smile and says you're worried about being rude leaving me out here the thought had crossed my mind yeah you are a very sweet girl Roxanne Harrison but it is all right I do not mind finding my way back by myself you've given me much to think about and it will be a good time to think I imagine there's a lot of that out here Little besides for most of us. Some of us are always busy. I'm not sure who you're talking about when you say that, but... You haven't met either of them, and hopefully you never will. I'll take your word for it. But, um, I'm going to go home. I think my brother is watching the the door home, in this case. And, uh... I do miss sleeping in my own bed. I wish you a safe journey home, and I will look forward to to the next leg of your journey. Of course. It seems a little silly to say this, but uh, safe travels back. She actually, like, stands in the palanquin and bows to you. Oh, shit. Uh, Roxanne bows back. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um... She bows harder, and now you're in a (laughs) bow-off. You're completely fucked. Because (laughs) her spine is not necessary. (laughs) Roxanne just looks really flustered and just leaves. Yep. So, uh, I'm gonna make the executive decision that you teleport down to ground level first, so that when you teleport back, you're not 70 feet up in the air. And I can't tell. My teleport doesn't have a Y level. Okay. <laughs> I can only teleport along a single axis, apparently. <laughs> it's a straight line. What's the shortest distance between here and there? Diagonal. Yeah. It's, it's a very small angle, but across 700 miles, that becomes quite a height. Fair enough. Yep. So you pip down to the ground, and then you pip back to the capital, and there's the door. Going home, going home, going home, going home. Mm-hmm. I'm so sick of this headache. Is my headache better, at least now that I'm back near the door? Yes, the the farther away you get from the edge of the world, the lighter your headache is. Uh, who do I find at the door? Is it Grant, or is it Emery? Or is it Magpie? Uh, at this point, uh, at a week later, the surgery would have gone off, I would think. So, you know what? Here's something fun. It's it's Emery. Emery's there, hanging out <laughs> in like, the living room. I was expecting to go, it's Dr. Steiner! <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, it's... How are you? It's just Emery. Magpie is nowhere to be seen. Oh, huh. Hey, Emery, I'm back. How was your trip? Um, you know, I got to hang out with Cleopatra for a week. I killed some giant hellish wasps. And some weird moles. And some weird moles. Do you know what a cazador is? It looked like a cazador. Was New Vegas out in 2012? Yes. It has to have been. 2011. Okay, uh, I'm going to roll that Emery is not a gamer. They don't 
they're not super into video games. Fair enough. Uh, so they just they just shake their head and say, "No, I've never heard of them." So, so sorry. Not even 2011, 2010. Dang. Like 2010, granted, but 2010. You know what? Probably for the best. Anyway, it was. My head is still so much better now. Oh my gosh. It was a weird twip trip. Wait, where's Magpie? She's across the street getting donuts. That's. Oh, shit. Dr. Steiner did the thing, didn't he? They roll up their pant leg, and you can, from this range, you can tell that their left leg is artificial now. I gotta be honest with you, Emery, I'm really happy for you. <laughs> and also, this is the, a really fucking cool leg. Do not tell Dr. Steiner I said that it was cool. <laughs> I'm in the kitchen. What? What did you say about my cool leg? <laughs> I'm actually making Kool-Aid. Time go to Kool-Aid. <laughs> and at that point, the front door comes and flies open and Magpie says, I got the donuts. God, it's still so weird to be able to go across the street and get these for myself. No donut will ever be safe again. Also, hi, <laughs> Magpie. Oh, you're back. Welcome back. Uh, you can have a donut. I didn't see you behind this crate of 15 dozen donuts. Ah, cool. <laughs> it sure beats canned beans. <laughs> donut party. Let's get that door closed. And she just deposits the donuts on the coffee table and slams that door shut. And you feel all kinds of better. Yeah. And Emery insists on cooking you some, like, real food. A donut is real food? <laughs> no, but, like, they'll go across the street and do some shopping, and they'll come back, and they'll actually make you, like, steak and potatoes and asparagus. They're just really excited to be able to leave their house. <laughs> without yeah, without, without having to bring Magpie with them. They're extremely excited about that. Do you have any idea how many dumb, like midnight runs to the gas station across the street that's open 24 hours they've made? Uh, 386. It's a, it's a lot. The gas station attendant is a little weirded out with how they seem to be in here five times a night. <laughs> they're, they're just so excited to be able to do this now. So yeah, you you have a, a like a hearty filling meal to celebrate your return, Roxanne. Yeah. And then I guess like a week or two later, you manage to work up the nerve to stop being quite so useless and ask a girl out on a date. <laughs> Emery, do you know anything about dating? <laughs> like carbon dating? <laughs> That's that's like they know what you're talking about, but that's about the answer you get. <laughs> uh, dating hasn't really been in the c- c- cards for me lately. Shit. Yeah, sorry, that was a little insensitive, I guess. Uh, they, sh- they shrug. 
Well, I guess I'm going to have to call Grant for advice then. <laughs> and now the circle is closed. <sighs> yep. So, Ape, we're going to do your thing. Cool, cool. Or I guess my thing, it's a little ambiguous. Hmm. Y'all's thing. A thing. A thing is going to be done. Okay, so. Steiner. Yeah? Uh, I I understand that you've been experimenting with integrating the golem technology into your robots. Yeah, um... Basically, the idea is I want to improve on LunchBot, sort of LunchBot 2.0. Um, I want him to, okay, I say him, I want it to be able to prepare not like a proper actual meal like that you would make from scratch, but like get one of those packets of fucking P.F. Chang's and dump it in a fucking skillet. Like right on just like that. So I'm not just eating hot dogs and microwave uh, hot pockets and shit. You're a coward for wanting anything more than that. <laughs> you want it to be able to work with fire that isn't concentrated into a laser or microwaves. Sure. Sure. So, the the prototype is basically functional. It's It's able to handle a skillet well enough so you can... Just, you know, order some takeout and then keep that in the fridge and it can cook up the leftovers into something a little bit nicer than it was before. Right. But it is a little bit enthusiastic about its job. It's it's inherited a bit of enjoyment in its work from the Golem technology. And so it's it's very prompt at mealtimes, and it's haranguing you, regardless of what you're doing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've accidentally made a child. <laughs> and how is Foodbot, like, shaped? Like a friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. I've not really thought about that. Oh, I know. I know. I know. Have you ever seen the movie Batteries Not Included? Yes. Okay, no. Colin gets exactly what I'm going at. A little more complicated than that, but yeah, basically like a full fly, flying hoverbot thing. Ah, okay. So I've I've googled it and I can I can see it. Yeah, yeah it's adorable. I I love that movie. I used to call it uh, Baby Spaceships when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good movie. It is a good. Movie. It got shit on for no... I don't know why, but it's a good movie. 54% on Metacritic. 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's 6. good! 7 on it's a IMDb. good movie. It's a good movie. So yeah, it's a little larger than those, but it's like... That's the general shape and idea I want. Does it walk or does it hover? How does it ambulate? It mostly walks, but it can do some hover if it needs to get around a little bit easier, but that uses more power, so it tends to just walk. Got it. 
Alright, so one day you're, one afternoon, you're working on your next prototype and it like hover jumps up onto your workbench just right next to your hands and says, Doctor, your lunch is ready. In a moment, I'm working on this. I'll just let me finish this. It waits about five minutes. It waits a literal moment. (laughs) Before it comes back. Doctor, your lunch is ready. I understand. Just keep it warm. I'm doing this. I'll be right there. It goes away for just another couple minutes and then comes back. Doctor, your lunch is ready. I'm still working on this. Just get lost. Go. It leaves. And it doesn't come back five minutes later. I keep working. I don't really notice. And then it doesn't come back ten minutes later. And then it's not back fifteen minutes later. How many minutes later do you discover that it's not haranguing you anymore? Um, let's say it's a good 30 minutes, 35, 40-ish, somewhere in there. And I finally reach a good stopping point, And I put down my stuff. And then I kind of realize um, it didn't come back. Damn, I'm hungry. Like, I, I'm starting to take... Uh, stock of the situation and I realize why didn't it come back that time and uh, I'm looking around the lab I'm trying to see like um where did you go little one hello response a couple of your robots beep and poop out their names to you but foodbot is not amongst them Okay, I pull out, I don't know, like a tablet, and I'm checking um, if it's still on the network, I guess. And, um... It is not. Oh. Foodbot's name is grayed out and has a little X next to it. Shiza. Oh, dear. (gasps) That's a bad word. (laughs) Steiner swore a cuss. Oh no, the first cuss of this podcast. <laughs> I can't believe somebody finally said a fucking bad word on this podcast. God damn it. <laughs> well, sorry, Colin, you're going to have to uptick the podcast ratings on iTunes. Damn it! This is officially a PG-13 podcast. <laughs> I check all the entrances and I check the storefront front. One of the so the all of the doors are sealed as they always are. That's just an automatic thing. But if but you, you strike me as the type of man who would keep uh, just logs of when the yes. doors open. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and uh, one of the doors out front did open during the time that you you were definitely working. Crap, crap, crap. Okay. Okay. Alright. Um, okay, let's, let's say it's a prototype and I never expected it to leave so I didn't put a tracker in it. Sure. So I've got to suss out where it could possibly have gone. <laughs> well... Why don't you start by giving me an investigative mystery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just, uh, one second where are those? They're there. 
Ten. Ten. Nice. All right. Uh, let's see. Well, um, where did it go? Seems the obvious one. <laughs> so, the unfortunate news is that you know this is a food bot. It likes to cook. That's what it does. And you're kind of surrounded by restaurants. Good. Great. There's Shandong dumplings right here. There's a Mignon chocolate. There's the Chateau Tea Room, the Meat District Company, Bone Kettle, Slater's 5050, the Blind Donkey. And that's just on the block you're on. Crossing right. the street, you've got another like half dozen eateries. Um hmm. Okay. Second question. Since I sort of sussed out that it probably went to a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um going to kind of twist what is being concealed here as do I notice any kind of commotion? Because I figure you know, robot walking around LA, not exactly everyday occurrence. Sure. Um, Shandong Dumplings is a bit busier than it usually is at this time of day. Well, uh, got a place to start as any. And I head over there. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not quite packed, but it is definitely full. And uh, a lot of people are, in addition to eating dumplings, they're on their phones on, like, Instagram. Oh. Uh. And you catch over someone's shoulder. It's it's sort of a like a blurry picture, sort of half shot in profile around the corner of the uh, like the kitchen door, but that you could just barely make out Foodbot in these in this picture. And at one point, Mike sees you and flags you down, and he says, "Hey, Doc, did you hear about the the weird little robot thing that came through here too?" Um, yes, I've heard about it. Yeah, I, I don't... I, nobody knows what the deal is. It just, it came in here and sort of bulldozed its way into the kitchen and started cooking. And then, and he like waves his hands above his head. It left as mysteriously as it appeared. But word got around about it and now we've got all these extra customers. It's great. I'm happy for you. Um... I don't suppose you saw which way it went. Uh, when it went out that door, and he points to a door over here, and and it turned right. Might have, if it was just looking to cook, it might have headed up towards the tortas shop, just up the road. Uh, thank you. Um, I have to be going. Um, it's good to talk to you, but I am a little bit busy. Okay. Yeah, you take care. Uh, later. See you in class. Yeah, see you in class, Mike. And I am already heading out the door. <laughs> uh, and unfortunately for you, this trend sort of continues for a while. Uh, you keep finding out that Foodbot spent like 10 minutes in a joint and the, and cooked up a whole bunch of food and then left 
and the place is always a little bit busier, and it seems to just be making a uh, a sort of like lazy arc around the block based on oh, its trajectory. Great. But uh, eventually you get to the Chetto Tea Room on the opposite side of the block, and it's the same kind of busy, but when you ask about, like, which way did it go, you were told that it just, like, went out and up the street instead of to the next nearest uh, restaurant, which would have been Bone Kettle. Uh, okay, oh. thank you. Um, Bone Kettle, yeah, that's a hell of a name. Kettle. Bone Kettle is ready! God damn it, you stole my joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I immediately rush out of Shadow T and start looking up and down the street. Do I see anything? So the you're you're looking for like places people would hang out because uh, it's it wants to make and give food to people, and there is it's not on the map. But up in like this direction, real close by, is a park. It's actually the park that you met Victor in a couple of weeks ago. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Park seems a good bet. So you can head up into the park and look around for a while, and eventually you find uh, a rather odd scene. There is a woman sitting on top of a laundry basket eating a turkey sandwich. And the laundry basket seems to like sort of jump and wiggle occasionally. Oh. Cannot contain Lunchbot. Somebody had to contain Lunchbot eventually. Um. Okay. I'll approach her. And I'll say, um, ma'am, I don't suppose you have a small robot that made you that turkey sandwich under there? She takes a, a, a slow bite of her sandwich <laughs> and looks you in the eye and says, uh, I don't have any food in the room to stuff in my mouth to make this work. So I, so she, she won't talk with her mouth full. She will slowly chew and swallow while holding eye contact and then says I might um that's um this is awkward is that some sort of belongs to me and I kind of need it back can you prove that it's yours hmm that's a good question because I think I would like to take this little guy home with me. Um, let me think. Can I prove that? I mean, he identifies you as doctor. Okay. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say, state your name and purpose. I am Lunchbot. I am here to cook delicious meals for Dr. Edwin Steiner. That's me. <sighs> well, the accent fits the name. Yeah, alright, sure. She stands up off the laundry basket and 
you know, lifts it up, and there's Lunchbot. Ah, there you are, little friend. Okay. New rules, you don't leave the house. <laughs> house. Understood. I just wanted to go... I, I just wanted to go... Understood. Lab designated as house. <laughs> <laughs> Next morning, Dr. Steiner wakes up. <laughs> Doctor, it is time for lunch. Okay, um, yeah, I scoop him up in my arms, and I th- thank her for restraining him. Well, I can just say that. I appreciate you restraining him. I'd, I've been chasing him for a bit now. Gets around quickly for his little legs. <sighs> uh, I guess you've. I guess he's quite enthusiastic about food. Well, that's what he was. That's what he was built for. Um. Thank you again. Uh, enjoy the sandwich. Yeah. Um, thanks for making the robot that made this delicious sandwich. You take care. You too. And I am heading back to the lab with haste. <laughs> Scolding Lunchbot in your arms. You had me so very little one. That lady was very chill about the robot that makes sandwiches. It's L.A. Listen, I'm just saying there's one reasonable explanation. She's a witch. I like that like her first instinct was to one, accept this sandwich given to her by a robot on the street, and two, I'm gonna keep this so it can make me <laughs> more sandwiches. Well, are you saying, Ape Law, that if a tiny robot came up to you and offered you a sandwich and appeared to have no owner that you wouldn't take it home and have it make you more sandwiches. I mean, it's basically the same rule as having a cat. And I can make sandwiches and I... I mean, I would be cautious of the sandwich robot, at least. <laughs> I would assume that it is like... Remember Hitchhike Bot? I remember Hitchhike Bot. Rest in peace. Like, I assume there's something going on here that this is not my robot. Maybe the robot has free will. I can't keep the robot. That's slavery. (laughs) Well, maybe this lady just likes to live on the edge. Hmm. It's a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to accept a sandwich from a tiny robot. I'm not saying I wouldn't accept a sandwich, but I would probably check it for, like, motor oil and bolts. But I can't contain Lunchbot. Lunchbot deserves to be free. Except not, because it's going right back <laughs> in the lab. Yeah, except not, because you are... Here's the like, thing. Lunchbot deserves to be free. It's not going to be free, but it deserves to be free. The world is not ready for Lunchbot. One day, <laughs> Lunchbot will be accepted. But until that day comes, Lunchbot must be protected. I didn't mean to make that rhyme. Yeah, his sanitation protocols just really aren't that up to snuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's just a walking health code violation. Makes great sandwiches. Does not separate the chicken from the uh, beef. Just doesn't do it. <laughs> she lady does not know what that sandwich just coated in salmonella. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a great sandwich. Now you're going to regret it on the toilet. 
Oh no. I'm just saying like one out of 20 times the wash hands function just completely fails for no reason. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So you you take Lunchbot back to the lab and you examine how the hell did this even happen in the first place? And you discover that the sort of like magical modifications you made to the motherboard didn't blend super well with the behavioral limiters you had put in there. It seemed Mm. to just sort of bypass them and put higher priority on following your orders exactly. And that's going to need a little bit of work, but eh, prototype. And all in all, no real harm done, I suppose. I mean, Instagram, I think, will be blowing up with that for a little bit, but I doubt there's any real way to trace it back here. A a few blurry Instagram photos of a tiny UFO in a kitchen. This was like 2012. Not everyone had like 60 megapixel cameras in their pocket yet. Some people still had flip phones. Worst comes to worst, you can just be like, oh, it's, it's just a drone. This is it's a cool new thing. You should all get one. It's like, you can buy I'm them literally a professor of robotics at Caltech. This is just be like, I prototype got, prototype got out. Sorry about that. My fault. <laughs> Dr. Edwin Steiner presents Lunchbot, a, a handy, helpful friend for your home kitchen. <laughs> and I'm now a millionaire. <laughs> Unfortunately, you have to make extra sure that he doesn't wander off. Under no circumstances do you tell your lunchbot to get lost. So, we'll we'll call that there. Just a nice short one. Yee. 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 All right. So, uh... The, what was it like? It's one, two, three, four rolls that I had y'all, five rolls that I had y'all do this session. Nobody rolled low, so everybody's cool. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Since nobody, nobody leveled up, so we don't have to worry about that. So next time we will get into another hunt and it's it's gonna be a, a rough one I've been excited about this one for forever joy hooray how ominous <laughs> zoink scoop It hadn't been especially difficult to track each of them down. She'd had a hunch for months that the city-slicking Harrison boy would have fled to his sister, and given who his teacher was, she'd known Chinatown would be the best place to start. He thought he'd hit his reaction to her job description well, but it was as plain as day to her, and she was as content to let his paranoia wind him up for now as she was to tip him off to her presence in exchange for getting a read on him ahead of time. Once she'd found the boy, the girl was child's play. 
a simple matter of staking out his house and following her home when she came to visit, and then furthermore following to the incredible boon of what was most assuredly their base of operations. She felt bad about putting a bump in the girl's date, but again, it was worth it to get an early read on her. Plus, it gave her an excuse to watch a movie she'd been excited for, and now she had some interesting ideas to send back to Area 51. The old man had been a touch harder, but the key had been to run back through an old case of theirs. The tour through the refinery gave her his face, and the department's software put a name and place of employment to it quickly enough. From there, it had been a matter of time and fortune, but eventually it had paid off in the form of a tiny robot and a free lunch. She mourned the loss of the robot, but it was a worthy trade to learn he was the type of man to coo at his inventions. The team leader was a fair sight different than she'd been led to believe. The cane mentioned in the reports was gone. They walked straight and tall, and only let a stutter through when the gas station clerk made a crack about how often they came by. She suspected something had changed, but she needed time to confirm. And the undocumented child, as well, making grocery runs all on her own. The frequency and volume was consistent with her suspicions of an A-side hybrid, but she'd been led to believe that the child and the leader were inseparable, perhaps compulsively so. Again, more time was necessary before drawing conclusions. And time she had. Her new team needed some serious work, and she was ready to put it in. They'd be a fighting force again before the month was out, ready to make a comeback. And then, and only then, would the department's top headliner introduce herself to the competition.